Time to go to Toronto. Oh, you're going to Toronto? Is it safe? Oh, there we go. There, there we go right off the bat. Is it safe? I got news for you. We got more ragheads in my building than you got in all of Dayton Broward. Is it safe? So if you're nervous about that, of course it's safe. Where would you rather be, in downtown Toronto or downtown Miami around 10 o'clock at night? Is it safe? Yes. You don't remember Is the movie? It no. Marathon Man? No. I don't think I ever saw Marathon Man. Ah, what a great movie that was. Well, good. I watched that instead of Shawshank Redemption. Lawrence Is Olivier playing uh, a Nazi named Zell who was a dentist. Yeah. And he would torture people by, uh, you know, doing things to their teeth. Hmm. And uh, Dustin Hoffman is in the chair, and Lawrence Olivier says, is it safe? Is it safe? I'll be damned. And Dustin Hoffman won't answer him, and then he takes the drill to his mouth. Is it safe? What's that? What did they do? They busted about 17 people, right? 17, right, ragheads who were planning. They had three tons of ammonium nitrate, three times the amount that was used to blow up Oklahoma City building. Yep. But at least they caught him, see? They, they nipped it in the bud. Yes. Just like the Canadian uh, customs woman caught that guy that was going to blow up LAX three years ago. Remember yeah. that? Yep. Because he had a trunk full of explosives, et cetera. So one thing we can say about Canada, man, uh, we may have a bunch of ragheads here, but at least they're on top of them. At least they get them before they do the deed. Yep. But what do I hear? I'm hearing all these things about, well, uh, we better uh, watch that Canadian border now because who knows who's got you know, all these terrorists coming from across there, right? Now they catch them here before they do the, anything bad. So far. They were going to blow up the CN Tower, which would have been really bad because then it would have fallen over onto the Rogers Center right next door. Ricky had a very auspicious debut in his first exhibition game. He had uh, seven yards on four carries. I saw that. He yeah. uh... kicking ass, that Ricky. Uh, you, uh, in his wildest days in South Florida, he never got the press. He's gotten here already. That's he, what he, I was going to ask. You, you can't even imagine pages and pages every day in all the newspapers in the sports section. Every day, like the like the second coming of Jesus. I noticed that he's clean-shaven. Oh, yeah. Second coming of Jesus, he can play for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. They must be praying to the wrong God because when he gets swept by the Marlins, man, I got that story about the, uh, it's just pathetic, the Rockies pitch religion. Well, maybe they ought to get Jesus to pitch for them because their staff can't get anybody out. They suck. I guess. But what I tell you, I'm going to produce a movie called Goyim Gone Wild. <laughs> you know, they got this thing, Girls Gone Wild. Yes. Goyim Gone Wild. They're just out of control now. And Bush, of course, just being desperate. You know, he's back with his right-wing religionist with the uh, gay uh, marriage thing, which is never going to go through in the Senate. Uh, but they got to go back to the hate issues again, because that's all they got. They have nothing else. Yeah, McCain. out of control. I beg your pardon? McCain is against him on that. Well, that's about the only thing he's against. McCain just a suck-up. He's, so, he's as phony as a $42 bill. Well, I had quite a day Saturday, man. I'm not going to give you all the details. Just to make a long story short, I was losing my fat ass and made it all back and ran out. That, that's a great feeling when you feel like you're going to have a disaster day. I mean bad. And I made it back. Hit 3,000 on the line to, cu to culminate to cap off my comeback, and I ran out of there. You feel like a winner when that happens. Oh, I felt like I, I, felt like I won 50,000. I was so excited. Because you get you know, down, you get depressed like, oh, this is going to be disaster again. Another Woodbine disaster. And bada-boom. It's kind of funny because this Indian kid that I know there, he was playing about three machines down for me. And about five minutes before I got it, he had 3000 on the line. And we were all happy for him because he had lost the three grand on the machine I was playing the night before. So we got his money back. And five or ten minutes later, there it comes up on my machine, three grand. And I said, my turn. And I ran out. 
I wasn't going to give him back one dime. Well, so you got the, you got, I see Dick Stockton and Leslie Visser Wednesday morning. I'm not sure if it's Wednesday or Friday. It says Wednesday. I know what it says. Oh, so in other words, it may not be right. Right. Oh. Well, Friday, my schedule says... Ow! Well, I'll tell you one thing. I guess you just don't care anymore, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <clears throat> well, whose decision was that to put that in the morning? Ow! Who wants to wake up to that sound? Your friend. No, your protege, you mean, Clarence? Your friend. Your protege, Clarence. I have nothing to do with him. In fact, my, that's... You know, it's, it's the middle of the year already, but since we're so slow in getting around to doing anything on this station, I've made a New Year's resolution for starting June. It's never too late, you know. And that is that I, I'm having no more dealings with either uh, Clarabelle or Clarence. Anything with a C-L-A-R, Claire. Even Claritin I don't think I'm going to take. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm just, it's going to add many years to my life, or at least many days. I don't know. I just won't deal with them. Gornish Telfin, as they say in Japan. I understand. There's no point. I can't. I can't get too whipped up about the Belmont. I'll be very honest with you. If, you know, it's amazing to me how many winners I pick on on TV on the racing network. I, it's scary. But the one good thing is I've resisted all this time. I've never, uh, you know, because you can just call in and get a get an account on your credit card and start plunging your guts every day. I, I have to be a crazy person to do that. But I, I pick so damn many winners without a program, just by just by playing the odds. You know, you can tell a lot from watching the odds. You know, when a horse takes a hit at the last minute, That's right. it goes like from even from seven to one to six to one in the last flash. I know. Have, I know a guy who was a real good horse player who would look at the board when he'd walk into a track cold. Yeah. And see, he, he would look for two things: favorites that were not being bet, and long shots that were being bet. Right. And he put them together. The only thing that's bad, though, is first-time starters that get bet. Because a lot of these, a lot of these uh, owners and trainers, they think they got something because they went fast in the morning, you know. And they bust out of the gate real hard. They go about a half a mile real fast, and they puke their guts out at the end, you know. They die in the stretch. Usually, first-time starters who are bet, who are heavily bet, the information comes from. Uh, and, I, and I'm not a workout guy either, when I, and in any way. <laughs> well, you know, you know something? I'm glad you mentioned that because if there's any, I don't want to start talking about horses because the audience doesn't care, but we don't have any audience left anyway. So, But you know the thing that always amazed me? Like, like in harness racing, a qualifying race is like any other race. I mean, the regular timer and there's other horses competing. And, you know, I mean, you don't know how much they're trying or how much effort they're putting out, so it might mean something. But at least, you know, the time is accurate. But workouts for thoroughbred racing... Uh, they come out in the morning, and the, the clockers recognize them by their physical characteristics. They don't even know for sure if they're clocking the right horse. Am I right? Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, so you get these workouts that may or may not be accurate, and it might, you know, it might be 46 and two, or it might be 48 and two, or it might not even be the right horse. It, to me, that's it's so bogus. You know, this is the one thing about horse racing: give the public the information. Quit, quit BSing. You know, give them the information. Well, the other thing with uh, with those workouts is when I see, for example. Steppenwolf had a sensational work the other day. He was born to be wild. Yes. And anyway, uh, yeah. I, I don't like a sensational work right before a big race. No, that means he left the race on the track yep. in the morning. No, sometimes, not necessarily. If you see two or three bullet works like consecutive, you think, well, this horse is really sharp now. Right. How sharp are you going to have to be to win that race? That's a crappy race. Well, you have the I second, know you third, third, fourth Like finishers. I said, I think it's going to be the greatest race of all time. We want everybody to watch <laughs> ABC. Well, no, I mean, you know, we've got to goose it up a little bit. There's some good horses in here. You know, when you have the winner of the wood, and you have the second, third, and fourth finishers in the derby. <laughs> no brother Derek. Although, I'm glad there's no brother Derek. He really, he just pissed me off. Nah, he was so Derek counterfeit. Was. He, he was a piece of turd. Yep. Counterfeit. Told you. 
Well, yeah, you're right. And no Barberini. No. Well, that's crap. You know Barbara, what? Barbara's still uh, coming along good, I guess. Everybody's whipped up about that. Yeah. Everybody's coming along good. I don't know why everybody's whipped up about that. Horses get put down at tracks all the time. but He gets there are more daily bulletins on him. Don't get choked up about it now. Then there were on Reagan when he was shot. <laughs> yeah. You know who turns 60 this week? I think tomorrow. To show you how old we're getting. You know how you can tell when you're old? Yeah, when people start dying around you. No, no, no. Well, that's part of it. But when people like Sly Stallone, oh, last night he celebrated his 60th birthday, planned at Hollywood in Vegas with a big reunion, joined by Bruce Willis and Governor Arnold, joined him for a, uh, and his wife Jennifer. Other celebrities in attendance, John Travolta, who evidently left the closet long enough to attend, oh, God. David Spade and James Caan. Oh, now, there's a good example for you. Take a look at the difference between James Caan in The Godfather and e even James Caan in um, Misery, which is many years ago. And now you look at James Caan. What's that TV show he's on? The Vegas show? Whatever that is. Yeah. He looks like James Caan's grandfather from The Godfather. And he's old enough to be, I guess. David Spade is going out with Heather Locklear. Yeah. Don't believe anything. Yeah. Whose husband is going out with uh, Denise Richards. Richards. Denise, uh, Renee Richards? Yeah, Renee Richards. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby Riggs. <laughs> you think that tennis match was rigged? That one? Then there was always Jack Riggs, the voice of Hazel Park in Northville Downs for 100 years. Boy, he was boring. Then there was Diane Riggs. Diana Riggs. Right. Diana Rigg. Wasn't it Rigg? Was it Rigg? Yeah. And then we got our uh, management now, which is rigged, against us. Don't, don't you think that these people really are on the, uh, Seriously. They got to be on the payroll for uh, across the street. You know, uh, Joel Feinberg and his daddy get a lot of money. Well, they're not doing any good either. No, but that's the point. You're, you're forgetting the main philosophy in South Florida radio. It's not important that you succeed, but that everybody else fail. Yeah, that's our philosophy. And you know something? It seems to be working very well. <laughs> oh my God! I can't even get over it. And then they just keep diddly hopping along. And it's the fifth of June. Do you realize what the day tomorrow is? D Day. What does that mean? No, tell you know what the date is tomorrow? Yeah, Normandy. No, 6606. Oh. How do you like that? 6606. Yeah, 666. It's also D-Day. Oh, is it? The invasion of Normandy was on June 6th. Well, that's good to know. I think the And, of course, now they're making a big hype about being 666 because they redid re the Omen. Oh, now, yeah. Movie, movies that didn't need to be remade, and that's one of them. That was such a good movie with Gregory Peck. And yes, Renner. it was. And every one of these remakes, without exception, every one of them sucks. You know? Like Wait, Psycho and, uh, oh, there's so many of them. Uh, when a Stranger Calls, they all suck. My first job out of school in the Army, I worked at 666 Fifth Avenue. Uh-oh. I lived at 201 Commonwealth Avenue in Boston. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. You know that years later, last time, not the last time, but one of the last times I was in Boston, walked back down there on Commonwealth Avenue because I had an apartment downstairs. And that's at the time when the Boston Strangler was uh, killing people in Boston. And the women were all terrified. Tony Curtis. And my No, Tony Curtis wasn't killing. But uh, my landlady, what the hell was her name? Mrs. Brown. She had a lovely daughter. But Mrs. Brown was my land. She had this uh, other tenant. We had several apartments downstairs in this building, and his name was Jimmy Murphy, and he was just a real wise guy, a real jackass, and he used to go in there, Brownie, I'm the Boston Strangler, Brownie. He had her terrified, this poor old lady. She lived by herself, you know, and just had her scared to death, Jimmy Murphy. For all we know, he might have been the Boston Strangler. They're, they're, still, they're still not even sure. I saw that in a biography today about Albert DeSalvo. Yeah. 
being the Boston Star. I'm not even sure about that. Tony Although Curtis played him in the movie. I know that. Don't you think I know that? Give me a little bit of credit. My Alzheimer's hasn't said anything. You're older than I am, okay? So just watch it. Yeah. But Flea Bailey was the attorney for Albert DeSalvo. I think that was his first big case, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if it was his first. But... Well, it was the first big one. And then he defended Sam Shepard, too. Remember that? That yeah. worked out well. Yeah. He was almost as effective as uh, Ellis Ellis. I've been thinking your defense is really stinking. It's funny that Ronnie Zamora just got out here a year or two ago, and now this other kid's going in for 30 years. I, I'm telling you, Ellis. He may not be great, but he's sure consistent. I think he's got TV intoxication, Ellis Rubin. Uh-oh, U.S. Supreme Court to decide on racial assignments to public schools. That's just in breathtaking news on CNN. Probably with this group we got now, we'll go back to completely segregated schools, you know? I mean, they're turning the clock back on everything else. Why not? Yeah. In fact, maybe that's going to be the next thing before the November elections. Maybe we'll have a civil war. They, can't, they don't seem to be doing too well with the other ones, so maybe we'll just have a civil war. What's a whole bunch up? more people got kidnapped. In, uh, 50 people got kidnapped in Baghdad today. Just yeah, plucked off the streets. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. They just came in and grabbed up anybody they could get a hold of. Yeah, that war's over. Yeah, that, that's over all right. In fact, here's the story. i got it right here. It says the Pentagon. Where is that story? One moment, please. Uh, they, they, they've said that it's uh, lost. The war's lost. Who said that? The commanders in Iraq. I'll find it. Field commanders tell Pentagon Iraq war is lost and that the U.S. military is unable to stand the mounting violence that's killing a 1,000 Iraqi civilians a month. Even worse, they report the massacre of Iraqi civilians at Haditha is just the tip of the iceberg. Can't imagine why the rest of the world hates uh, the U.S., can you? This is Vietnam all over again. Yeah. Somebody wrote a comment the other day to uh, CNN about, you know, it was like Vietnam all over again, and now we have another My Lai massacre at Haditha, so now we've really uh, you know, lived up to the whole deal. Well, listen, on that note, yeah. I'm trying to get my voice back. got this learned. This, uh, these uh, allergies just go, won't go away well. because of this damn changing weather. Although now it's sunny. It's going to be like 81 today. We finally got rid of all that crap, and I think I got it out of my system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stay safe up there. Have a great, yeah. Don't, stay in Miami where you'll be safe. Yeah, right. Like right downtown there by the AAA arena would be good. In fact, right over by Camilla's house would be good. Get a couple of free meals. Well, I'll have to the check the kitchen. menu today. Yeah, see what they got on the menu. I think pea soup. I know a guy used to check the school menus, and if there was something he liked, he'd go. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, well, they have uh, probably a, a, a meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf and SpaghettiOs. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> have a great day. You too. Say hi to your buddy. Okay. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. Bush hates gays. Bush hates gays. See how he'll pass a gay amendment ban. While off to San Francisco, they go to become a married home. Always disgusted unless you're a hetero, because Bush hates gays. Goodbye, Katie Kirk. The one watched you it all. You had the grace to force a smile. Since you actually hated Matt Soon they said it would work And for 15 years it did Then you left 
WQM, happy Monday, too. Tomorrow's 666. I'd I, I out of the bed right now Oh yeah. if I was you. I think it's an old man. We just had two old men that are talking together, me and a humper. Old men. Hey, if you love boating, who in South Florida doesn't love to get out there underwater, right? That's a given. That's right. If you ever thought, I wasn't asking you. Oh. If you ever thought about buying a boat, stop and don't do it, man. What a big waste of money and what a real beginning of a lot of grief. Do the smart thing instead. Call Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why do you want to pay the expenses of owning a boat and maintaining it and go through all the grief when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Here's the thing that smart people do. They join the club at Club Nautico. Just call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy it is. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, and no hurricane preparation. Now we're officially in hurricane season, by the way. Just I mentioned that. I noticed that they're getting everybody whipped up to a frenzy all over town. With a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable to call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up either when you're all done because at Club Nautico, the way it works, you just hop on your boat and go and have a fantastic time. And when you're done, pull into the dock, get off, and just walk away. Just set it and forget it. It's that simple. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from Unlimited Boating to pay as you go from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. It's Club Nautico. Call toll-free 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget, too. Get on the water today the hassle-free, the smart way with Club Nautico by calling 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Tonight exclusive, Elizabeth Taylor. A lot of tabloid stories about you. Oh, my God. Am I dead? Am I alive? Are you alive? Excuse me, may I put my nose? Hey, Thank you. Uh, oh. <laughs> the National Enquirer says you're being treated for early Alzheimer's. What's the story? Um... I bought a van. Why? Uh, I had dog distemper, shots. What was that like? It's just awful. <laughs> this is a person uh, in dire straits health-wise. What? Uh, let's take a call. Independence, Missouri, for Dame Elizabeth Taylor. Hello. Miss Taylor, how are your breasts holding out? I love them both passionately and dearly. Do they drag on the floor? <laughs> you bet your ass they are. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Larry King Live. Don't go away. Yeah, they replayed that last night. I was channel surfing and I saw about three minutes of that. She is, she may not be dead, but she's about as close to it as you can come. The Walking Dead. Holy, kind of like the people in um, Sunrise, Sunrise Lakes, Mm -hmm. and in Surfside. The Walking Dead, and in Hallandale, and in uh, so many other parts of that town. At any rate, let's see what we're doing here. We got uh, all those kidnapped people. I still can't find that story. They kept putting it on there, but they will refuse to put it on their website. It's bad for business. Because we got to get everybody whipped up about gay marriages now. Oh! That's the last thing that the right wingers, the Farbison Goyim, have got. Uh, that's that's their last. It's always the last resort, man. It's either the Jews or the fags or somebody. The scapegoat du jour, you know. And for years now, 
I guess since back in the mid-70s. So how many years would that be? About 30, man. About 30 years now. It's been the uh, gays. Uh, that's the uh, scapegoat of the right wing. Well, I think the gay community is really... Yeah, right. Uh, at least 40 people, some of them high school students, were reported killed across Iraq as the new government failed to name security ministers to deal with continuing violence. The new government, my ass. Gunmen killed 20 people in Dayala province after stopping too many buses in a car, forcing people out of their vehicles and just, uh, a bing, that's it. Bye-bye. The dead included five, uh, seven students and five elderly men. Uh-huh. Two other people were injured. The victims were Shiites, and the incident was thought to be the result of sectarian hostilities. Give me that good old-time religion, baby. Sectarian hostilities. In the solder section of Baghdad, four employees of, the, of a telecommunications company were killed yesterday in a drive-by shooting. Also yesterday, police found 20 bodies strewn across Baghdad, all evidence of ongoing sectarian tensions. In the southern city of Basra, violence at a mosque yesterday left 16 guards dead. The violence comes today after a bomb exploded in a crowded Basra market, killing 33 and wounding 55 there. It's just chaos and bloodshed and mayhem. And they haven't been able to name uh, any new security ministers or any at all just to deal with it. So obviously they're doing a hell of a job. Hey, did you see this uh, Jim Sarney article already? No, I did not. All right, I'll send it to you. I can't see the Jim Sarney columns because the Sun Sentinel website all the way has made a little bit of a comeback. You can see the front page, but when you try to click on to go to the car, some columns will come up and some of them won't, and his won't. Why? Wow, what is it about? I don't know. Please don't, don't tell really. me it's about the ticket again. Or oh, why would I even mention it? What is it about? It's about QAM and the ticket. And what is it? What, uh, before not you as say, far as I read. That's, you know, I'm not going to read. Is it on the way? It's beeping now. Oh, I can't wait for that. First, though, let me tell you. You know, they say judge somebody by their friends. Correct. Mickey Rourke has pledged his support for U.S. President George W. Bush. He's the last one going uh-huh. besides Pat Robertson. Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, John McCain, and Mickey Rourke. What do they have in common? Mm-hmm. Their last name is all whole. Uh, he pledges support for Bush's controversial foreign policy in Iraq. The Sin City actor, who's famed for being outspoken and a real a-hole, has come forward as one of the few stars to support the war on terror. See, there they go again. What does the war on terror have to do with the so-called uh, invasion and occupation of Iraq? The former boxer says, George is doing a hell of a job during very difficult times. More power to him. Screw all them people who don't like him. That's an exact quote. Screw all them people who don't like him, says Mickey Rourke. Now, I'd play that Mickey Rourke dropping yeah, yeah. stuff, but I, I don't... Uh-huh. Here, well, dancing with the said. devil. I've got a lot of friends that are on the police force here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's as far as I'm going with that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I have to just dump it. I mean, yeah. I'm going to start out Monday with a lot of dumps. He's a know? class act all the way. No question about that. Well, let's see. Oh, my God. <clears throat> this is hysterical. This is just amazing. Oh, what did I tell you? He's got mm-hmm. Evan Cohen in here. This, this guy is such an old toad. Don't let me forget to mention this uh, with Hank tomorrow morning, because it's one of his racetrack buddies, I guess. Old Jim Sarney, man. Old toad. Big old bufo toad. The airwaves began heating up with NBA Finals talk on WQM and 790, the ticket Saturday. And the buzz could last for three weeks. So who do you like, Josh? You like Dallas? I like the heat, man. Really? Even though they got that girl that plays that uh, Steve Nash for Dallas? He looks like a woman. Um, You mean Dirk Nowitzki? Who's Dirk Nowitzki? Steve Nash plays for Phoenix. Does he really? Yes, he does. He plays for Phoenix? I thought he was on Dallas. Well, he was, but now he's on Phoenix. Oh, he used to play for it, so at least I was partly right. Well, that's good, because he looks like a woman anyway. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. I, actually, I'm I think he just... looks like Tom Petty. Doesn't he look exactly like Tom Petty? Yeah, now that you mention it, they both look like a woman. Except WQ, it says expect WQM and 7 the ticket to pull out all the stops. Wow. Neither station airs heat games, should, so it should be a fair fight. Now, the heat games are on WYOD. 
South Florida's enjoyed the exhilaration of the Dolphins in the Super Bowl four times. Yeah, ancient history. The Marlins in the World Series twice. The Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. 1996, you remember the Rats. Yeah, ten years ago. And now the Heat in the NBA Finals. The Pro Sports Grand Slam. Oh, this guy's not just an old toad. He's just an a-hole, man. The Pro Sports Grand Slam. I mean, the Panthers have made the playoffs since before Jesus was a baby. And the Marlins, even every time they, they won the World Series twice, and then they had a fire sale both times, and they put little league teams out there on the field. And don't tell me how hot they are that they beat that, the team that don't have a prayer. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins haven't been in the Super Bowl since Abraham was hocking uh, uh, a China to the Goyam. The pro sport. And don't forget the University of Miami playing in a BCS championship game. Aren't we blessed down here, I think is what he's saying, Jim? And the University of Florida, there are plenty of Gator fans here, winning the NCAA basketball tournament. Heck, even the Florida Strikers played in the 80 Soccer Bowl, which was a big deal a quarter century ago. Yeah, how are the uh, Strikers doing now, you jackass? I'm glad to see Miami has a team to root for. It's a better sports town that's given credit, said Mike Lupico. I always knew he was crazy. Oh, my God. Isn't it time that the Heat let Stan Van Gundy speak? He should be on radio TV unless he didn't voluntarily resign. And then here's the, here's the piece de resistance. Oh, wait a minute. Listeners were jolted by Caribbean music on 1400 Friday. Not the best time to dump ESPN radio with all the NBA programming going on. The Dan Patrick Show originated from NBA Final Cities, but not on 1400. They're playing Caribbean music, man. They dumped it. But here's the most important part. I knew it would be in there. He's, he's got a blow-up doll. I'm sure of it. Evan Cohen is on WQM this morning, meaning yesterday from 9 a.m. to noon. Cohen, the afternoon drive host on ESPN 760 in West Palm Beach, has been given permission by a station to appear on QIM. I forgot to ask Hank if he's any good. Not that Hank would give me an honest answer, because he's a sports nerd guy, you know. And he's Jewish, so Hank might be a little prejudiced. Who was telling tell me? Was it Josh telling me how boring he was, Evan Cohen? Uh, I've never heard of him. No, somebody was telling me that last week. Don't you remember? When was a call? I don't remember. Must have been a call. Yeah, I know. You blocked it. Maybe out. it was me. Yeah, I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> getting up early on Sunday morning to hear Evan Cohen. I'm sure Jim Sarney is listening. He's got that radio knob in on uh, one hand. He's I don't, 29 past 10 already at 560 WQM. We got Bo this afternoon, 2 to 4. Thank God. I was thinking we'd get a little bit of a rest, but then later on. Mad Dog 4 to 7. Geldy! Sooner or later, he gets to you, man. 7 to 940. You'll all be watching TV by then. I know I will. Marlins on deck at 940. Those red-hot Marlins, man, at the Giants. And Barry Bonds, 1015 tonight. You going to stay up late to watch that, Josh? We'll see. It's your boy. Barry the boy. My boy. He's on the way out of Hank Aaron, man, 755. I don't think he's going to get there. He's still got 40 to go. I, that's, you know, I know it doesn't sound like too much, but judging by how long it took him to get, like, the last two or three, if he keeps going at that rate, like Zager and Evans would say, in the year 2525, he'll hit number 756. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security, Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for just 995 a month for two months with an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast, High-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL-1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, sites what do you say? Comcast's reliable, fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet like a maniac, like Peter Pan. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you'll get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what could you possibly be waiting for? Get with it. Get in the uh, 21st century. Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You wonder however you manage to get along without it. Indeed, call 305-COMCAST. And in 954 Comcast. 
What did I just do now? Oh, I, look at that. I got so excited about it. Oops. I hit the button there. Not the one you're thinking, though. I hit the uh, big red one. And this is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yeah. Caught again, another season shot down the drain. And up my brain, fourth offense, so I'm told I am full of vodka, vocal gold, a runner, a bong shotgunner. NFL, tell me why can't I play when I'm a little high in a goal line situation? I'll float over the line, take the pitch, run it straight, jump the line and score, and then they give us six points, and I smoke two joints, smoking ganja, ganja. Someone to be for me Well I should have been born Jamaican I smoke enough for three Hey there ref Hold my roach Think they called my number How come no one's chasing Which way am I facing Smoking ganja Ganja That boy, Ricky, kicks him ass, baby. Seven yards and four carries. That's pretty impressive, if you ask me. Okay, here's the poll result from Friday, which was very much less than impressive. Hey, look at that. Did you see the final result? No, I did not. Neither did I. I printed it out, but I never really looked at it. 1,977 votes. What do you usually listen to between 2 and 4 p.m.? We asked our stoop audience, and they said, nothing, 514. That's that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. They just put earplugs in. Uh, rest your ears, man. Almost 26% of this audience said after 2, they listened to nothing, between 2 and 4 anyway. Air America, 436. 22% go over to Scare America. That's scary. That's quite a comment. My Own Music, 249. And I've got 1,600 and some odd songs on my iPod already. A rat. I'm getting my docking station. I'm not going to say which kind, because that would be bad. I'm not going to say right. Logitech. You're right. Black is better. That's the thing about iPods. Everything uh, is white. All the accessories are white for Now, they come in white and black, and they only had the white ones in the store. And they said, well, we got some black. I said, okay, I'll wait. I don't want a white no. docking station. Because, first of all, anything like that, white, it gets schmutzy real sure. fast. Huh? The white stuff's kind of girly anyway. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's really kind of pansy-ish. I don't want no pansy-ish docking station in my macho apartment. That's right. Sirius and WQM were tied with 181, 9.1%. You listen between 2 and 4. Do you realize what an indictment that is? Yes, I do. 9.1%. That's just barely over... Yeah. Wow. Uh, that means that that means 91% are going someplace else after at 2 o'clock. 91%. That is terrifying is what it is. 
That should send a message. But like I said, I'm I'm out of it. I just whatever, whatever they do, which I don't think is much. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, but a beep. We got a plan. Now, what would you do, Neil? Oh, yeah, right. You got a plan. You know where they're hiding their plan? Rectum. Here's a clue for you. Music Radio 143. I didn't bother putting down all the 85 really crappy uh, music stations in South Florida because why bother, huh? It will not be the point. Music Radio, I think, covers it all, right? 143. XM 77. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. Sirius is kicking XM's ass, and rightfully so, Joe Costello. XM sucks. 181 for Sirius. That's the stern factor. Like like for Herbie there and wherever he, where is he? Somewhere in Broward. You know, that fax is in about how Howard's on 25 right. hours a day and... Yada, yada, yada. Herbie listens to a Howard before the show, after the show, and probably some during the show, too, just so he doesn't miss a word. XM. Anything else, Robin? XM 77. I hate this poll. Only 74. They liked it. They liked it a lot. Waxy. Solamente uh, sit, uh, Satanta. Is that right? Yeah. Satanic? Yeah, Satanic, like tomorrow, 6-6. Six, six. 70. And WIOD, 52. Cinquanta due. Really bad. So that's only 3.5% over to Waxy, and that's the booster. Is that, is that the booster? Is that Sidney Rosenkranz-Steenberg uh, That's the booster. The booster, see? 3.5% of our audience go over to Orangehead there at 2 o'clock. Hear him do that rock and roll sports talk. Hey, how about those heat? <laughs> I don't hear him at all on ESPN, and you're, you're still wrong, that comment. You and Hank both insisting. You know, just sucking up to him. I, he's a good guy. I like him. At least I liked him a lot more before he got in bed with the Dan LeBastard. I mean, I, I don't understand that, you know? You know, they say judge judge a person by the company he keeps. What What is that all about, that Dan LeBaster? I don't know. I mean, they've always been friends, I guess. <laughs> Based on what? I don't know. He used to come in the booth all the time before, you know. When oh, if I got a line for that. Just walk away. Oh, my God. You you know, <laughs> if we gave you a shovel, you could be in China by 1130. Yeah. You're amazing. You really are. <laughs> now, what were you saying? Clean it up a little bit. <laughs> you know. He used, to get... he used to stop by and yes. talk to Boone. Yeah. Every now and again. Uh, in our radio station? Well, no, in the uh, the Marlins booth. Oh, in the Marlins booth. I couldn't figure out what booth you were talking about. I thought maybe you meant one of those booths in the arcade, you know. I hope they had a lot yeah. of quarters. They have tokens now. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> it's in our sales department. 1041, 19 before 11 at 560 WQAM. We got the Bowmeister coming up at 2. Oh, thank God. Oh, just a little relief. Until 7 anyway. You know, he's got to have naked pictures at Geldy. I think he's got naked pictures of Clarence and, uh, and Robert Grieper doing it. He's got to have. Because he's on, he's on every day and some days two, three times a day. That sound, that uh, piercing. Hey, if you've got a business and you need to get customers away from the competition, here's the perfect business partner for you. Pubset Printing and Design. Pubset can design and print everything you need in your arsenal. Just look at the display booth they made about me on our website. At the bottom of the page, take a puke at that. And you will. Uh, or see even more of their phenomenal work at PubsetSF.com. Pubset can print everything from business cards to banners, posters to their specialty, which is trade show booths and displays. Pubset design and printing the very best for over 14 years, and Pubset can handle it all in-house. Call them at 954-772-7275. That's 954-772-7275. Better yet, see for yourself at PubsetSF.com. Look your best and get those new customers away from the competition. It's your business, and it's Pubset's business to make you look great. Call 954-772-7275 or go to their website at PubsetSF.com and see some of the great work they do. And don't forget to look for my grotesque picture around their building on Dixie Highway just north of Commercial Boulevard. You'll practically drive off the road. Choose the very best 
Pubset Printing and Design. Call 954-772-7275. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Let's, let's talk about um, crack. Absolutely. I mean, I party. Why? Uh, because um, I have been the president during a time of tremendous stress. So you must obviously be so gifted to manage to do drugs and to serve in the White House. Mm -hmm. What was the worst thing you did that you can recall when you were high? Uh, I, uh, you know, made this judgment that Saddam Hussein uh, needed to be removed. Uh huh. I was using prior to the run-up to this war. Crack. Yes. Coming up. I've secretly staged an intervention. Uh, and you, are you prepared for that? Uh, no, I'm not. I don't care. There will be an intervention. I tell you, though, I'm not going to change. Really? Yes. There will be an intervention. No. Yeah. I'm not going to have any of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. There will be a lawsuit. 1046, 14 before 11 at 560 WQM. Okay, here's today's poll. Before we get to the most important story of the century, and that is about the grateful dead keyboardist dying. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that? Was he grateful? <clears throat> Nobody's dead. 772 votes on the poll today already. We got that thousand lick, Josh. Have no fear, okay? You can come back tomorrow. All right. By the way, George will be out on vacation next week, and I'll be going on vacation the week after that. And then the week after that is our summer schedule starts, to which I say, oh! wow. By the Hallelujah. way, uh, just to get it out of the way, I might as well give you my review on uh, Rear Window. Oh, you saw it, and evidently you didn't like it. I can tell by your body language. Well, I feel bad because you bought me the movie. No, don't feel bad about it. Look, I don't, I'm not one of those people that enjoys suck-ups, okay? If you didn't like it, go right ahead and say it. it I liked one part about it. What was that? Randy well, no, Bird? excuse me, too. Uh, uh, I liked the ending. Was Grace good. Kelly's ass, just, is that uh, what you liked? Well, the ballet dancer was really nice. Oh, I, what I about Grace the whole Kelly? Movie. You didn't like Grace Kelly? Oh, what, Grace are you some Kelly's kind of a hot, faggot? But, uh, Grace Kelly's hot, but... Uh, not anymore, she's not. Don't ballet, say the present The ballet tennis. dancer, you know, they're showing the goods a little bit. Yeah, there. okay. I think Grace Kelly is a lot hotter than ballet dancer, but go ahead. But, uh, so you yeah. just want to see body parts. You know, I know a lot of people like you, just into body parts. That's They're not it. I mean, connected to I mean the, the ending was good. Wouldn't you rather have seen Grace really Kelly naked than there. that ballet dancer? What's that? Wouldn't you rather have seen Grace Kelly naked than the ballet dancer? Sure. Okay. Well, but you don't she get was to all, see that. You know, she was all clothed up. And she like, was pristine. The poodle dress and She all was that. clean and pristine. Look at that nighty in the uh, Princess in the Grace. Hand, Anyway, go ahead. You didn't like it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the whole, you know, the, slow. Whole, the whole movie, yeah, very slow. Uh, it's like one guy. Well, didn't I warn you about that? I said it's probably too slow for you. You, know, you like action. Slow. You know, and the ending was good, though. That's why it kind of pissed me off. You know, maybe there, there was a little more going on up until the ending. Uh, yeah, see, because one thing about most Hitchcock movies, the ending was always pretty good. Yes. Although, I'll be honest with you, uh, Psycho, the ending wasn't very good, because I guess they were leaving the door open for the sequel, you know, mm -hmm. which was horrible. Yes. But uh, I thought the ending in Psycho, and they said uh, they showed the fly. He's in he's in behind bars in the prison. Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Anthony Perkins. Well, some Anthony. Whatever. And uh, there's a fly, you know, lands on his nose or whatever, and he says, "Oh, he wouldn't hurt a fly." Uh, that was, I don't know. That was kind of weak. Yeah. Although Tab Hunter said he was pretty strong in a sack. Tony Perkins. Roger well, yeah. would like to have seen that. Yeah, oh, my God, look at this. Look at the poll number of votes now, 777. Thanks to uh, Sean, by the way. you got three good polls on there for me. Thank you so much. Because, uh, you know, I'll get a couple weeks to go, and then after that, it'll be mostly George coming up with these poll ideas oh, all God. summer long. Better you than me, man. No. Better you than me. Oh, brother. Well, what game are we going to play today, Neil? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, you know how they yeah, are. I know. Although, you notice how long since we don't want them building polls? I, I just don't want any part of that, because then we've got to take a lot of calls. Yeah. And I just I just don't feel oh, like they, I'm they, they never answer the question right anyway. No, I know. 
Here's the first one today for the week. QIM. Hey, um, I want to talk about the Alfred Hitchcock film. Yes. You're right. Psycho is the, is the worst of all of his films. It's the, it's the most famous or well-known. No, I wouldn't say, no, Strangers on a Train, I think, is worse than Psycho. Okay, okay, you may be right. But uh, you're right, they are very slow-paced, but uh, I think that's part of the um, of the style. Of yeah, building, building the drama. See, Josh wants wham, bam, you know, thank you, man. It's just, they don't, that's not how a good... Uh, hey, wasn't um, Rear Window remade, though, recently? Psycho was remade. Did they remake Rear Window? I don't think so. Oh, okay, I, I, I sure that. hope not. I hope not. And by the way, please don't go see The Omen. I beg you, don't go see it. Have you seen um, Rope by, by Alvin Trump? Sure. Uh-huh. All, one, all one scene, you know. It's, uh, I, Jimmy I Stewart, happy, yeah. But, uh, anyway. Yeah. No, wait, anyway, was Jimmy Stewart in that? Or was it uh, Farley Green? No, it was Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. Go. I mean, it's like one big scene. It's like, one. you know, he sits what, there. Rope or uh, Rear Window? Rear well, Window. Don't give it away. Somebody may, may have not seen the film. No, don't see it. Listen, let me just give it away. Go ahead. You know, and he just, sees uh, Raymond Burr kills this uh, his wife. Yeah, I mean, he sees the guy, and, and it sucked, like I said, because the ending was good. But you know, you go. The ending from was very good. The nurse coming in to massage him, then Grace Kelly coming in, and then the FBI guy. It's just a conversation in one room, and it's just. Well, wouldn't you like to have seen the nurse come in and massage Grace Kelly? Maybe. That was. That was yeah, look at all the money that they saved on that set. Yeah, that's never true. Went anywhere. No, they went somewhere. They showed uh, Raymond Burr walking around outside, and yeah, that's just it. That was the set. Going here and there, and yeah, his room. Now, who and was who was Raymond Burr? The guy that the murderer, the one oh, okay. who came. Uh, okay. Come on, that, you know something serious. Know who Raymond Burr is? You're starting. What? Then why did you ask me that? Because I wanted to know. If you know who Raymond Burr was, how could you watch that movie? First of all, there aren't that many meaningful characters in the movie. Basically, there's there's Jimmy Stewart and um, Princess Grace, and then there's the maid who was I forget who that was. Somebody fairly uh, well-known. And then there was Raymond Burr, and the other ones are all like minor players in that movie. There's nobody of any consequence in that movie beside those four people. Right, who well, I wasn't the, sure. It who was the maid? Google Rear Window and tell me who the maid was, because I'm embarrassed. Do I it who the, Rear Window. It was like either Mercedes or Cambridge. Not her, but one of those character actresses. By the way, you notice that, have you ever heard anybody use that phrase? We talk about character actors, but nobody ever says, oh, well, she's a character actress. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Rarely. I haven't. I've, it's, huh? it's very rare. Yeah, you're right. Very seldom. But whoever played the maid, that was her. She was a character actress. She was a real character. Who played the maid? You know this thing's slow. Hang on. Here comes, uh, here comes. Uh, do you want me to do it here? No, I got right. it. Boy, you are. Miss, not, not Mrs. Lonely Heart. What? No. She was over in the other building over there. Stella? Stella. Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter. I told you. Never heard of her. Oh, get out of here. You know, you guys are a perfect match. First, he's asking me which one was Raymond Burr. This was 54. I was born in 64. (laughs) You've seen it, though. You've seen it. I've seen it several times. Well, Thelma Ritter was a great character actress. She was good. She always played, you know, she was like, uh, what's her name on the Brady Bunch that played Alice? Whatever her name was. By the way, Rear Window was remade as a TV movie with uh, your favorite Christopher Reeves. Oh, how sad. No wonder God smote him, you know. I hate to say that, but I have a feeling. That's, that's why God smited him and spited him. Bad, when you make a bad movie, man, God gets really pissed off. You know, 791 votes. I haven't even got around to this poll for today yet, have I? That's good. Kill some no. time, man. Kill some time. Kill about this. Actually, you know, I feel like crap because it's this allergies thing. But I think now that it's sunny and beautiful, I'm going to get rid of this. going to get over it. It's the change of season allergies. I don't think I've had this in a long time, about four or five years. See, everybody talks about, oh, it's so great when there's change of season. But when you get smog and crappy air and then it rained here all day Saturday and it was really a... Uh, and then, of course, we had those terrorists, you know, planning to 
knocked down the CN Tower and a few other buildings. Right. I got Thelma Ritter now. I know who she is. Now. You know who she is? Yeah. She played the maid. What was her name again in the movie? Sally? Sarah? Stella. Stella. Oh, yeah. Stella. I wonder what uh, Marlon thought about that. I was thinking about that the other day. Raymond Burr. Yeah. Um, Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about some of these big, fat, aging uh, actors. Yeah, what One thing them? they had in common, they were all like either bi or gay. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know those actor types. Yeah, they all mess around. They experiment. Which of these people or things are you most tired of hearing about? 791 votes. It's a closed poll. Don't try to add anything on there. We'll kill you. It's closed. 795. They're coming in in chunks. Like I said, we got the 1,000 licked. And by the way, somebody sent uh, Josh a picture of Raymond Burr so he knows who it was. I did not know he was gay. <laughs> oh, my God. Do, 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 jackass. What a homophobe, man. We're just, just obsessed. Obsessed with that. See, I, like you say, why does anybody really care when you come right down to it? Unless they're grabbing your teabag. Yeah. Something really strange about that whole deal. 796. Tom Cruise, they're really tired of that. 194, speaking of... You fair. Speaking of that. Tommy, they're really... You're boring. Very tired of your act. Your whole psychotic, phony act. Erzots. Uh, Brangelina, 175. Brangelina, my ass. Oh, God. These media types, man, they'll drive you nuts. It's a new breakfast cereal. Natalie Holloway, the chick from Aruba, 148. Chick in Aruba. Ricky Williams, 58. Well, they're not tired of hearing about him here, I'll tell you that. They're just obsessed. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Oh, my God. Got Ricky Williams. Uh, in fact, I think he's got his own brand of weed now. Illegal Aliens, 55. I hate this pool, 52. Shaq, 42. 42 people. Yeah. Tired of that crap already. How can you say that? When does the uh, game start? Is it tonight? No, I believe it's tomorrow. The finals? Yes. No, well, you're wrong, man, because the game starts tonight. The Stanley Cup finals, Edmonton and Carolina. Nothing could be finer than, uh, oh, God. Everyone will be watching that. I'm going to tell you, the people at OLN, which nobody's got that on their cable anyway, and NBC, they've got to be committing sausages now. Could there possibly be a less attractive, less interesting matchup in the U.S.? I mean, they've already got, like, one shares for hockey games to begin with, and then you narrow it down. You're talking ticket-like numbers. Starting with a big, oh. oh, my goodness, Edmonton. I mean, here at least the CBC is all whipped up because they got a Canadian team in there, Edmonton. So there'll be a lot of front-running phonies, you know. We love the Oilers. They're really great. All that crap. They're okay. And Carolina. I mean, other than my buddy Ray Whitney, who the hell cares about Carolina? they got, you know, some good players on there, but give me a break. Even the people in Raleigh, even Chris Jones admitted that. What did he, what did he call them? A bunch of phony rednecks, something like that. Something like that. As he was trying to speak French. That was kind of cute. Anyway, uh, they're sick and tired of hearing about Natalie Holloway, 148, Ricky Williams, 58, Illegal Aliens, 55, I hate this pull, 52, I've read these, Shaq, 42, Iraq, 41, Shaq in Iraq, be a good place for him. <coughs> Joyce, only 28, they want to hear 26, they want to hear a lot more about Joyce, that bitch. And Iran, only 6, out of 806. But we got 806 already, it's not even 11 o'clock yet, almost. Incredible, or what? Incredible. And now they're saying the markets are taking a big hit because everybody's panicking because Iran is threatening, they're rattling their spear, and they're going to cut off the oil, and it's over $73 a barrel, and the world's coming to an end. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Looking like a star, and she's cruising to the high school prom now. 
Looks like she stole some liquor from her daddy's cabinet and she's bombed now. And with her date in the car, she spreads her legs just as fast as she can now. Alright. And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy finds out she got laid. Well, instead of the prom, they both decide to get in the backseat now. And her date kind of likes her cause she's wearing an easily removed gown. And when he's at his way the next day, her name will be all over town. And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy finds out she got laid. It's 1101 at 560 WQ. I'm happy Monday, too. Tomorrow is 666. I definitely hide under the bed. I'd lock the doors, throw the key away. Right. Don't you think? I'm going to summon the devil. I turn on QAM real loud. Now, what do we got on tomorrow? We got uh, pretty much the same schedules we got today. Actually, some people you've heard of before. And then, of course, it's 7 tomorrow night. Oh, good. Put, put them on there at night. I noticed Wednesday we got Curtis 2 to 3 because we got a Marlin game at 3 o'clock. How the hell can that be? Marlins and the Giants. Oh, the Giants. I don't understand that. The game is in San Francisco, and the game is at 3.30. Uh, so it's a 12.30 start on the West Coast. Why is that? What's, what's Wednesday? Some holiday? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh, you know what? You know what I forgot to uh, play? I forgot. Because you know what it is? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, or the Bastille Day or something? No, it's... Uh... Since everything and everyone at Disney World is out of the closet, so to speak, oh. we now have special gay days. We've changed the rides to suit our lifestyle. Yo, ho, ho. Be a swashbuckler on Butt Pirates of the Caribbean. And we've modified the Tunnel of Terror so you can ride with Mickey's new domestic partner, Gerbil Joe. Hey, it's Gerbil Joe here. Make sure you tie a string around my leg because get stuck's a bitch. <laughs> I thought I was the bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Every day is gay day at Disney. I've told you that for years, but they get upset when you say that. Vince Welnick is dead. Who? Aren't you? Uh, you don't know who that is? No. He took over as the great. You're not eating again, are you? Yes, That's I very am. bad for you. Uh-huh. What do you What do you got now? French toast. Oh, again? Yeah. Freedom toast. Sure not. Vince Welnick, who took over as the Grateful Dead's keyboard player in 1990 after a succession of predecessors met untimely deaths. <laughs> He's died at the age of only 55. In other words, it wasn't a good idea to be the keyboard player for the Grateful or you're going to be dead. Vince passed from this earth on June 2nd, 2006, after a decade of battling tragedy, uh, tragedy while creating beauty and light around him. The announcement said he didn't give a cause of death. The San Jose Mercury News said he died in a hospital on Friday after being taken from his home in Forestville, California. And it quoted a person at his home as saying, it looks like he took his own life. I see. Uh-huh. Welnick had previously spoken of a deep depression after Jerry Garcia, founding guitarist of the iconic and really crappy psychedelic rock band, died in 95 and the group disbanded. He was depressed. Maybe he was, now he's one of the ungrateful dead. Welnick is the fourth keyboard player for the band who have died, and his website referred to that position as a particularly doomed spot. Hmm, it's like doing the morning show on this station. He once told an interviewer, a lot of people ask about that, and my stock answer is that I'm aware of the fact you could die doing this job, but I was somewhat dying of boredom before the job came up, so I thought I'd take my chances, he said. Originally a member of the 1970s rock band, The Cubes, Welnick joined the Grateful Dead after longest-serving keyboard player Mint Maya Midland died in 1990 of a drug overdose. Oh, my God. I, you know what? I think it happened he watched that movie, that the Kurt Cobain movie, Last Days. Yeah. That'd be enough to put me over the edge. Not to make you want to blow either your brains out or whoever made the movies. You know, it's funny is I got 7,798 songs in the uh, computer over here. Really? Guess how many of them are uh, Grateful Dead? About 30, man. 
I would say oh, none. Right, because well, I wanted to play never had a top you're ten that hit. story, right. They never had a top ten hit. Right. right. Well, what are you sending me the, which are the ones you're sending me this week, 50s or 70s? Or? You're going to get 70s in the uh, Boca package, uh, the 70s hits, and then the next disc that you'll get 50s. will be uh, just three generic oldies. Oh. Which includes 50s. What about my Luis Miguel music? And Luis Miguel. Mm. And, uh, well, he sure Parker's got punchy. Yeah. Got a fat ass. Things like that. Anyway, previously, pianist Keith Godchow, wow, sounds like a dog food, Godchow, died in a car accident in 1980, a year after he left the band. And founding vocalist and keyboard member Ron Pigpen McKernan died in 73 of a gastrointestinal hemorrhage. Wow. That sounds appropriate for a guy named Pigpen. Yeah. Sounds appropriate for a fat boy. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, it said on that sheet that uh, Chris Jones, our sales manager, gave me this morning, uh, fat boy's out for two weeks. How do we know he's out for two weeks? Is that, Or maybe it has been two weeks. I don't know. Or is he just planning on being out for two weeks sick? I don't know. Or maybe he's got an eating binge. <laughs> After the Grateful Dead broke up and ended its 30-year run as one of America's biggest touring acts, even though their music sucked and they never had a real hit, Wellnick formed his own group, Missing Man Formation. Wow. Remember them? Nope. Neither do I. He also toured with other groups, including Grateful Dead drummer Mickey Hart's band. He didn't take part in various reunions of the Dead's other surviving members. In extension, the band's curse of the keyboard player, Scott Larned, co-founder and keyboard player for the national touring Grateful Dead, the tribute band Dark Star, Dark Star Orchestra, died last year of a heart attack. Oh, my God. The Grateful really are dead. Isn't that something? You've got to be star-crossed to be in the Grateful Dead. That's right. Maybe that's why they had the name, you know? Maybe the Lord guy stuck his finger in there or something. I know there's some of you out there who think that they uh, made some I music. I, I don't know what the hell it was. The fact that I don't have any, because I don't just have hits in here, but I also have a lot of stuff that I like that I put in this computer myself. Well, if I saw you put Grateful Dead in there, I'd figure maybe uh, you know because you've been yelling no, lately. I didn't. No. I mean, well, what's there to I like? get crap all the time. Name, boing, boing. name me a song that they made that is memorable. I, I know that. Trucking. That's the one, and uh, Uncle John's uh, band or something. Oh, yeah. They all sounded the same. Uncle John's teabag band. Let's see. Grateful um, Grant, Amy Grant. Truckin's all right. I'll give him that. Grateful Dead. I'll give him that that one. Touch of Gray, man. Huh? 8-15-87. It reached reached on the charts number nine. And that that was it. And it was on for 99 weeks. Really? Then I should have it. Touch of Gray. It goes on about I don't want to waste my time with that. But the only thing that I'm grateful to them for is all those Ben and Jerry's flavors, because otherwise without them, they, w- they wouldn't have come up with all that neat stuff. Although although fish, uh, the fish was another, you know, fish foods, they named after a different group, although along the same lines. Right. Haven't had any, uh, I'm not eating any more of that crap. I just made up my mind as of now. Good. No, I'm serious. I can't do it. No more carbs, ever. Good. All this garbage about eat your fruits and vegetables. You know, leave the fruits to somebody else, okay? You fair. I'm telling you right now, stay away from those fruits. You're not like those, are you? Oh, well, it all depends on what kind. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that discussion with you anymore because I'm, I'm just tired of <laughs> wasting my time. No, I, I am just nauseous from it. Uh-huh. Like this call is going to make me. You, you'll see. I, make no mistake about it. WQAM, hello. You're so wrong about the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I know. What, what, what do you got to be number one on the charts to have a good no, song? No, what, what, what do they have? Name me some of their great music. Are, are you going to know any of them? I don't know. Just name well, them. Well, what's the difference then? Well, no, the audience I would like to hear. Out of yeah, you don't know one that. song by the Grateful Dead, okay? In fact, we'd be grateful if you were dead. See, what did I tell you? 
Uh, oh, I'm one of the dead. I'm one of the deadheads. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, you're so into music, but you don't yeah, like the Grateful Dead. Exactly. Of, didn't you hear the sound of that voice? Right. Oh, yeah. If you look up, if you look up deadhead, you see his puss on the other side of it in the dictionary. It's like the people that like jazz on know, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, no, it's way, that. it's way beyond that. Jazz is for soods, but Grateful Dead is for just uh, I don't know what that category is. Bunch of stoners. There's nothing that we hate on this show worse than a bunch of stoners. Field commanders tell Pentagon Iraq war is lost. Oh, here we go with the Grateful Dead people. You, you'll see. Make no mistake about it. You started it by saying you didn't have any Grateful Dead music in those 7,000 songs. Yeah, didn't he start it, Josh? Yeah. I read by that the way, story. Which, which, started I think some? Raymond Burr was the one that was massaging uh, Jimmy Stewart, giving yeah. a rubdown. I didn't know he was dead. Yeah. What a jackass. Not you, Josh. I'm talking Well, you too. <laughs> that one. Hey, isn't he one of yours? Isn't he one of yours? And so that's all he knew, really. And then, of course, the Beast kept threatening to tell us, to report the stories that he used to tell, the, the crap he used to say there off the air in the morning. And he never did. You know, that's one thing. Oh, it don't matter because you can't tell them on the air anyway. Uh, I'm sure of that. Most of them had to do with Rectum. And that's why he was always running around picking his dingleberries in front of everybody. Right. WQAM, hello. Not there on four. There's a good one on whatever that was. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay. Uh, listen, who do you like for the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? WQAM, hello. Heat and Six, Pally. <laughs> There's your answer. Stanley Cup Finals, the Heat and Six. We don't talk hockey on this show, okay? And I don't like either team. I, mean, I don't dislike Edmonton. They're all right. I don't really dislike Carolina. I was hoping that they would beat uh, whoever the hell they beat before Buffalo. Who did they beat? I forget. Uh, New Jersey. But I just I have very little interest. It's just, uh, oh, Edmonton and Carolina. What could be finer? I may have to watch Shawshank instead. Wait for that male rape scene. That, you're right about that fax on Friday. That was so that was so sensational. I just grabbed that, that uh, DVD yeah, out of the mailman's hands, that broke-ass mounting. And then uh -huh. I, I didn't watch the rest of it because I knew that there weren't any more sex. How did I know that? Well, you're psychic. You've always said. Yeah. Must have been my psychic powers. I just could, I, My mind could read it right off right. the DVD digitally. You looked into your one crystal oh, ball. I don't see any more uh, <laughs> sex scenes coming in this yeah. book. I better not. No, the fact is the movie sucks, okay? The movie sucks. And if Shawshank is like half as good as Broke-Ass Mounting, I'll pass, even though I spent my own money to go. See, that, that's the one thing. Don't want to give me any credit that I went out there and bought the DVD at my own hard-earned cash. No. And I actually would watch it someday, just like Schindler's List. Yeah. When I have a yearning again to see some more Jew movies, uh, I'll, I'll watch, watch Schindler's List. Watch Mice and Men. Okay. No controversy, just a nice, good watch. Oh. Well, there's nothing like a nice, good watch. That's I right. got a Citizens myself. 12 minutes past 11 at 560 WQAM. How about those heat, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ba -ba 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 -ba. So Dallas isn't that good, huh? I thought for sure that I saw... What's no, they're very good. I just don't think they're going to win. The Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, where did, where's the first game? Is it in... Uh, who's hosting in Dallas? Uh-oh. Not good. I hope they don't get shot down in Dallas, man. Wouldn't be the first time. The heat. All these phonies, and uh, you know as well as I do that mo that ninety percent of these people are on the bandwagon. Now there's phonies, a forty-two dollar bill. Of course, you could go yeah. to the games and know that front-running phonies, front-run. That's especially in South Florida and in Carolina. Although in Carolina, there's not enough front-running phonies to even fill up the arena there. What a joke! Hey, if you're a cigar smoker, you like to kick back with a good premium stogie, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is absolutely for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Really unique. Or is that unique? Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 rating by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got 
earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try the Bahia Deseo. The Deseo is the hottest release cigar in the last 10 months. Gets a rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. The Deseo is a big, powerful cigar that will just tear your kishkis out with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. Take a big drag on that, baby. To receive 40% off on all Bahia cigars, when you call, be sure and tell them that old Neil Rogers told you to call. Like I said, you'll save 40% off the regular price by calling 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. A number of celebrities have recently passed away. Among them, Brian Keith, Jimmy Stewart, Robert Mitchum, and Jacques Cousteau. Listen now as they join Charles Kuralt for the end of the road. Attention, please. All those passengers flying heavenly air may board Hey, Jimmy. How was your funeral service? It was just a wonderful way. Well, how about you, Brian? Eh, very small. We kept it to a family affair. Is this plane going from here to uh, eternity? Hey, how come you're all wet, Jack? That is not shock. It is shock. Jack, jock, jerk, whatever. Are we going from here to uh, eternity? Brian, let me ask you a question. How was that little tramp sissy? Did you ever buffy her, Jody? I don't want to know about this sissy. I want to know about the Mr. French. I understand that he is a man's man. Oh, oh, oh. Say, how long before we get to eternity? Are we there yet? Yeah, we're there all right, believe me. It's 1118... And somebody, of course, I told you, man, this always oh, gets yeah. going. I have no idea why. You know, how can you get so emotional about such a crappy, uh, <laughs> you know, really? It would be like getting all whipped up if somebody said, well, you know, Buddy Knox was really a great singer. <laughs> well, how dare you, uh, you know, how dare you not Buddy, Buddy Knox. Remember Buddy Knox? Sure. Party Doll? That's right. You know who well, covered that song on the same label? That's pretty unusual. It was like, uh, let the poor ones blow on Imperial. Steve Lawrence on Coral oh, Records. Boy. <laughs> come and be my how come along and be my party doll and he had another one um buddy knox i'm not looking in the book what was the other one da, 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 i, don't know, I only have party doll. for you huh i only have party doll in here well i knew you wouldn't have the other one at any rate grateful dead hits and here's a list and see you're wrong i hate to break the news to you because trucking is the only one listed in the billboard uh book and that's got right. every hot hundred uh from since right. 1954 that's hits in quotes in other words yeah. the fans these saint stephen Truckin', which is correct, that's the right. only one. Uncle John's Band, Sugar Magnolia, U.S. Blues, Franklin's Tower, Shakedown Street, Good Love and Cover. Yeah, the rascals are turning over in their grave if they get there. Dancing in the Streets cover. Well, who the hell didn't cover that song, huh? That's right. Alabama Getaway and Touch of Grey. Oh, no, that was a song, Touch of Grey. I'm sorry, Truckin' was not. So even was adequate in Uncle John's Band. I'll, I'll give them an adequate, but nothing to write home about. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to say they're hits, I think you'll have to let her off at the beginning of the word, okay? I, in fact, I'm so I'm so inspired by this story though about the Grateful Dead and all their uh, dead performers. Uh, I think I'm going to do some dead polls the rest of the week, or at least next couple of days. I'm not going to tell you now because then they'll start calling in with that crap, you know. All right. No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't think we've actually done these before. Separate like uh, I don't want to say what it is. <laughs> no, because then they start calling in right away. Your favorite you know. dead Kennedy. <coughs> yeah, that's bad. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Yeah, I got one quick question. Yeah, okay, I bet you do. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. How are yes, you? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, I wanted to thank you for turning me on to Dreamfield's pasta. Yep. That stuff is great. It's hello. Yeah, it's yesterday, as now. a matter of fact. Hey, did you try the fettuccine? That's great. No, I haven't, haven't tried any of the other shapes yet, no. <laughs> if you use it with, uh, like, Smart Balance, 
spray. You know, don't be using that olive oil. That's uh, that's got a lot of carbs in it. Olive oil doesn't have any carbs. What are you talking about? Sure does. Yeah, it does. It's got fats. It's got it's got fats in it too. It's a great taste. Olive great, oil but... is great for you, man. Yes, it is. It's the polyunsaturated fat that's actually good for you. Right. That's olive oil. Olio oliva. I'm, I'm going to do a whistle of tune for a second. i got to go look at the label on my olive oil. We'll do the Mr. Buddy Knox, you know. By the way, just real quick, Mad Max was on like all weekend. Oh, I missed it again. Except, I mean, I own it on the DVD. I like just leave all it day. Guess how many carbs there are. See, this is another example of a guy who, who talks to his ass. Yeah. Guess how many carbs there are in olive oil? Zero. Oh, that's correct. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. It's an oil. Oil doesn't right. have carbs. It's an oil. Yeah. It's for the oily bird. How about trans fats? How's it? Oh, none. none. Protein? Oh, none. It cleans cholesterol out of your system. It's good for you, man. Right. Just look at those grease balls over there. Believe you me. That's why they can eat all that pasta. In southern Italy, they cook. You see the difference being like the crappy food in northern Italy, like Milano, which I've been there, so don't give me a song and a dance. They cook with butter in the north. They have that awful right risotto. You know, have you ever had that? Oh, man. No. It is caca. Oh, jeez. And they cook with butter in northern Italy. In central and southern Italy, they cook instead of butter. They use olio oliva, olive oil. And, man, it is good for you. So this guy didn't know what the hell he's talking about. And in addition to which, what I don't understand, why would you cook with olive oil? What is he cooking with the olive oil anyway? Huh? Whoever. I mean, you might put olive oil in the water when you boil for your pasta, which I used to do that, and I don't do it anymore because somebody told me don't do it. But uh, what, what do you need olive oil for to make pasta? Right. Oh, and that olive oil is loaded with carbs. Yeah, right. None. Zero. Jackass. Schmuck. Another South Florida expert, okay? Talks. Pa, 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 pa. You, you notice one thing about the people that uh, talk through their ass, okay? They always got a big song to dance, and they have no idea what they're talking about. None. So you can take your dream fields, pal, and stick it where the moon is. Don't shine. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil Rogers. Speaking, sir. Oh, uh, regarding the Grateful Dead, yes. you can't judge the Grateful Dead by their hits. The Grateful Dead were one of the best in-concert live bands of all time. In uh -huh. fact, they were the first group to play five, six-hour concerts. And wow. That's your notoriety was. Boy. And anyway, people must, been, people must have been nasty. Bit? Could I what? Say that Warren from Marty Bitt. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, see. Yeah. Crow, Crow and Steve, is that the one you're talking about? No, the one with Crow is, uh, ask the guy, do you play baseball? This is the grill, and we're talking hardball on 560 WQAM. Call me, homie, right here at 567-H-O-Ho-O-Foxy. Uh, call me, homie. Let's be talking to Steve in Miami. Steve, you're with me, Warren Kamati. Well, Crow, what do the Marlins have to do to win the World Series this year? Oh, that's an easy one, Steve. They got to swing the bat, hit the ball, pitch some strikes. Remember, the game of baseball is 50% hitting, mm, that's almost half, 50% fielding, 50% pitching, and 25% managing. But, Crow, that's 175%. What? Don't you be questioning me. Would you be ignorant? Be what? Ignorant. Ignorant, I said. You be ignorant. Well, no, I'm not ignorant. Boy, I play professional baseball in a third world country against men half my size. Did you? Well, actually, I... I played in... Are you going to... Call me, homie. I'm the crow. Out at gate G. Elemental P. Exactly. 
I don't think that's the one he was talking about, but that's the one I like. Yeah, we'll take it. Anyway, uh, nobody's going to be listening to all this uh, heat talk on here anyway uh, at nighttime because everybody's going to be watching the game and ESPN. Uh, you know, they're all on television, all the finals. Am I right about that? You're right about that. As opposed to the NHL, Stanley Cup, to show you how stupid they are, they got the first two games of the finals on OLN, the Outdoor Life Network or whatever it is that nobody watches, and many cable systems don't even have that on their uh, thing. So once again, the National Hockey League shows how stupid they are, and, uh, of course, NBC don't care anyway. Well, they, you know, they know no one cares. Now, I guess that's it. But, boy, they've they got to be killing themselves. Edmonton and Carolina. Oh, my God. What, what a matchup. That would, be like, um, that would be like Dallas and Miami in the NBA final. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home, are you sure that Steve Nash don't play for the Mavericks? <laughs> yes. No, the only reason I said that is he that used to. You were right. Yeah. Well, why the hell did they get rid of his ugly ass? Two years ago. Well, no wonder they won. No wonder they won the uh, division, the conference, right? Yeah, because he's not very good or anything. No, he only won the MVP again. Who had that story Two first right here? Huh? Two years in a row. Who had that story on first before anybody in the world? We did. I believe that was you, yeah. Yes. Even though I have no interest in it, and then he looks like hell anyway. If he looked really good like Barry, what's his name? Is uh, Rick Barry's son. What that was his name? Brent Barry? What was it? Brett Barry? Brett? Rhymes with... You fair. I don't know what it is. But I sure like to, would like to have found out. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home, you need to call Ridded Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. And right now is the beginning of two grotesque things, hurricane season and termite season. So get with it. Ridded Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. So before uh, the termites start eating all the wood in your house and eat you out of house and home, call Ridded, please. Because when they come in with that orange oil, they're gone faster than you can say, Todd Rex a schmuck. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house either. God, there is nothing, few things in the world more embarrassing in your hood than some idiot's got his house tented up like a circus. It is grotesque. And, of course, it's like a message to everybody within a mile. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels or motels for days or weeks at a time, no worrying about food or pets and your health. Because the folks at Ridded Pest Control treat your home with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave at all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days. You'll feel like you're in citrus country. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no kidding. We could sure use them at QAM. Call right now for a free termite inspection, 1-800-447-4348. Absolutely no obligation. 1-800-447-4348. When you call, be sure and tell that old Todd Dreck told you to call. They will pee in their pants. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 560 QAM. Beware of exploding balls. <laughs> I got two more for the poll. Whitney and American Idol. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't want to hear about neither one of them for a long time, especially American Idol. Good God. There's Patrick Kennedy. He's out. 
which means that there are probably people who want to... He's out of rehab. You know what the first thing he said? <laughs> that was the first thing he said this morning. He's out of rehab. I'm, I'm just, I'm burnt out on him. I'm tired of him. Yeah. Just another, now, it would be terrible to say just another pasty-faced, drunken Irishman. That would be bad. That'd be redundant. But it will, yeah. Warren and Boken's got a good fax here. It's going to get a lot of people very pissed off, but he's right. Nice going, Warren. The only thing I like about the Grateful Dead is Cherry Garcia ice cream. I would agree with that. That's good stuff. That's good. Have get... to be, he said you have to be stoned listening to their music. Well, I think that's the yeah. idea, Warren. Hey, let me tell you, it doesn't help. <coughs> what is it? It doesn't help. Oh. And that's going to get the person pissed off that's sending us the, uh, the five-page Wikipedia entry for them for some reason. Oh, boy. As if we need... Not them. interested, okay? See, what did I tell you? Those people, it's like a religion to them. They're, they're, they're like, it's like a sickness. Right. Like a, a, a Cherry Garcia illness. We got 903 votes already. Oh, it's, it's just barely 1130. We got over 900 votes. Aren't you very impressed? I'm not we, haven't impressed. E we haven't even added those two other categories yet, which I'm sure... Uh, oh, yeah, we have. But they just got on there. 904. Which of these people or things are you most tired of hearing about? Enough already. Tom Cruise, 219. Amen. Hey, Tommy. You fair. Go away. Go back in the closet and shut the door. No, no, I don't no, dare no. say. I don't dare say what I said to you off the year about um, um, Daily Show last night. Oh, no. If you think the Grateful Dead people will get upset. Yeah. Uh, okay. I won't say it. Oh, I saw it like five minutes. It was just an off, uh, off segment. That's what. Tom that's Cruise, right. 219. Brangelina, 200. Natalie Holloway, 156. Oh, the chick from Aruba who could probably play the tuba. Maybe that's why they uh, took her out there. Maybe out she the went scuba diving. They, they thought that she back. could play the tuba. Illegal Aliens, 65. Or maybe she refused to play the tuba. Maybe that's why she uh, sleeps with the fishes. In fact, you know, they had, uh, what's his name, the weather guy there uh, from CNN? What is his name? Rob Marciano. They kept showing he was at the, uh, that big seaquarium in Atlanta there with the uh, sharks and the fishes. Wouldn't it surprise I think the reason they were there is they were expecting, like, Natalie to float by pretty soon. You think? Wouldn't that have been great? That would have been something. They can't find Jimmy Hoffa's body, but Natalie sleeps with the fishes in uh, Atlanta, in the big I tank. I don't think there's anything left of her anymore. No. She and Luca Brasi, they look the same. Ricky Williams, 63. I hate this pool, 61. Iraq, 52. Shaq, 44. Shaq! How about a Shaq attack in Iraq? Joyce, 28. Iran, only 60. They want to hear about Iran, because that's the new hot deal now. The Iranians. The hot got button a, issue. Yeah, that Ahmad. I still can't say his name. Ahmadinejad. Any any guy that's got like 17 syllables in the name, I just I don't pretend that I can pronounce it. In addition to which, nobody has any idea who any of these people are anyhow. So what's the point? You know, it's like all those Iraqi names. One thing about the Muslims, two things I'll tell you: they are a snappy dressers and b really creative with names. Not God. And American Idol and Britney just went on there. And American Idol's already got a pair. How do you like that? Out of 912 votes. We're going to hit that thousand mark just shortly after noon today. Man, oh, man. Oh! Let me say it again. Only 9% of this audience listen to this station between 2 and 4. Now, I think that back in the Mo days, do, 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 don't do. you think there were a few Mo that listened between 2 and 4? There had to be. I mean, not a lot Mo, but a few Mo. But now it's like just, oh, oh doing everything in our power, like put up a bulletin, like put up a billboard campaign. If you just see that campaign now, you do not want to be on 560 on your dial between 2 and 4. No more. Can't you see it? I see it. Too bad the billboards can't make noise like that. <laughs> Doug Thompson on Capitol Hill Blue, you're very, and thank God he's back, man. Oh, I, I'm, when he went away there, I thought, yeah. I thought they had spirited him away, you know. Won't be long. They will. Mm -hmm. They have A's. Oh, yeah. It's just like all those other people, you know, they, they disappear and they uh, have no attorney. Nobody ever hears from them again. Like that, you know. Anyway, military commanders in the field in Iraq admit in private reports to the Pentagon the war is lost. 
and that the U.S. military is unable to stem the mounting violence, killing a thousand Iraqi civilians a month. Even worse, they report the massacre of Iraqi civilians at Haditha is just the tip of the iceberg, with overstressed, out-of-control American soldiers pushed beyond the breaking point, both physically and mentally. We're in trouble in Iraq, says retired Army General Barry McCaffrey, who's all over your TV screen, uh, nonstop. Our forces can't sustain this place, and I'm afraid the American people are walking away from this war. Well, the American people never walked into it, okay? It was right. the American government that lied through their teeth so they could uh, hop into it. Marine General Peter Pace, chairman of the Joint... I think he's in the fourth race at Pompano. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff has clamped a tight security lid on the increasingly pessimistic reports coming out of the field commanders in Iraq, threatening swift action against any military personnel who leak details to the press or public. The wife of a staff sergeant with Kilo Company, the Marine unit charged with killing civilians at Haditha, tells Newsweek magazine that the unit was a hotbed of drug abuse, alcoholism, and violence. There were problems in Kilo Company with drugs, alcohol, hazing, violent initiation games, you name it, she said. I think it's more than possible that these guys were totally tweaked out on speed or something when they shot those civilians in Haditha. They were tweaked out. Journalists stationed with the unit described Kilo Company and the 3rd Battalion Marines as a unit out of control where morale had plummeted and rules went out the window. You know which window they went out? The rear window? That's the one. Similar reports emerged from military units throughout Iraq, and even the Iraqi Prime Minister described it. So let me ask you, were you sorry that you watched the movie, or what, Josh? Am I sorry I watched it? In other words, was it a total waste of time? Uh, well, think about it. <laughs> yeah, think let me think it. about it. I'll give you an hour or two to think about it. Okay. So don't, don't answer because you're going to pacify me. I, I could lose that much in 30 seconds, it would buy, whatever it costs for that now movie. Now you can get that Simpsons episode. <clears throat> What's that? Simpsons uh, parodied it one, one episode. Yeah, so you know what? It's good that I saw it. Let me okay. put it that way. Well, good. Similar reports emerged from military units throughout Iraq, and even the Iraqi Prime Minister describes American soldiers as trigger-happy goons with little regard for the lives of civilians. <laughs> trigger-happy trigger goons with little regard for the lives of civilians. That's the Iraqi uh, Prime Minister. We'll take care of his ass pretty soon. That's right. Prime Minister Nuri Kamal al-Maliki. Well, that sounds like that Palamiki they used to have at the Polynesian restaurants. Boy, that was good stuff. Mm. Palamaki, Balamiki, at the Maikai. In, in, uh, not the, I keep saying that, the Mauna Loa. And the Monokai. One, one of them, I can't figure out which. Which was in Detroit, and one of them was in Chictawaga outside of Buffalo. The Monokai, I believe. Mm-hmm. Man, was that good. <coughs> Prime Minister Nuri Kamal al-Maliki says the murder of Iraqi civilians has become a daily phenomenon by American troops who don't respect the Iraqi people. They crushed them with their vehicles and killed them just on suspicion. This is completely unacceptable, Maliki said. He said it's unacceptable. The White House tried to play down Maliki's comment, saying the Prime Minister was misquoted, although Maliki himself has yet to make such a public claim. He stands by it. Can anyone blame Iraqis for joining the resistance now? Mustafa al-Ani, Ani, Anis, an Iraqi analyst living in Dubai, told the Chicago Tribune. Maybe they're anal retentive because their names sure got a lot of Ani in it. The resistance and the terrorists alike are feeding off the misbehavior of the American soldiers. As the resistance mounts and daily violence escalates, the overstressed American uh, units are unable to control the mounting violence and conclusions uh, escalate that the war is lost. Our troops overreacted because of the pressure on them, and they killed innocent civilians in cold blood, said Representative John Murth, the Democrat of Pennsylvania, lose some weight. The former commander of American forces in northern Iraq admits incidents like Haditha added the impression that the U.S. cannot win the war. Allegations such as this, regardless of how they're borne out by the facts, can have an effect on the ability of U.S. forces to continue to operate, said Army Brigadier General Carter Ham. Trafe. Others say the incident just shows the U.S. has lost the hearts and minds of the Iraqi people. 
When something like Haditha happens, it gives the impression that Americans can't be trusted to provide security, which is the most important thing to Iraqis on a day-to-day level, says Anthony Cordesman, an Iraq expert at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. It tends to confirm all of the worst interpretations of the U.S., and not simply in Iraq, but also in Afghanistan and the region. I thought we killed all them Taliban, you know? They keep making a comeback. And guess what? The eye poppy is uh, back on, right. on top of their hit parade again well, in Afghanistan. That's, that's by far and away their number one uh, export, mm-hmm. the eye poppy. How do you know? It's an eye popper. I, get, I bet you we got well over 900 vote on the poll by now. 922. That Ooh. is spectacular. Britney don't have any, but American Idol's got five already. They never get tired of Britney in spite of the fact you're trash and harass all the time. They once, like harass. Once upon a time, I would have wanted to. I know, but she's just uh, just too much, you know. And, of course, it's all, you know, it's all hype. It's all orchestrated. It's all, you know, it's just like Michael Jackson with the hyperbaric chamber and the uh, elephant man. Oh, oh, good golly. Like Donny Osmond told me, it just wears you out. You know, Madonna with all her contrived. It's like Mr. Ego, man, only these people are making money. Contrived controversy. Some people it works for, in his case, I think he had too many peppercorns on his omelet. It's 11.42, 18 before noon. Don't forget, tomorrow is 6.66. Ooh. Ooh, be sure and watch the original Omen with Gregory Peck and uh, Lee uh, Remick. Right. It's good. And they showed the clip this morning of the new one. And uh, whatever they made uh, the uh, nanny's name was, you know, the one that just showed mm-hmm. up. That's the I mean, the, the original the one, I mean, she had that evil look. She was great. But yeah. this one uh, looks just like, uh, I'm like Sally Struthers or something. Like, uh, who wants to see her? You know? About as scary as a watermelon. Speaking of watermelon, the summer season is fast approaching, which means it must be close to Father's Day. Do something special this year for your father. In fact, it's coming up a week from Sunday, June 18. We all know what dads like to do on their big day, and beside that, they like to eat big time. It's time to call the Melting Pot and make your reservation for Father's Day. Boy, this is a fabulous place. Really, Dad will love it. The Melting Pot is a fondue restaurant in addition to their famous cheese and chocolates. They serve up some serious meats and fish for hungry dads like yours. Hearty entrees from center-cut filet mignon to blackened shrimp, teriyaki sirloin, pork, lobster, and lots more. We're talking definitely serious food for a serious appetite. Take it from me, nobody ever walks away from the melting pot hungry. In fact, they walk out of there, they waddle out with a big smile on their ugly puss. They have an award-winning wine list to boot. And don't forget the melting pot's famous desserts. This will put Dad into orbit, man, especially if he's diabetic. Guaranteed to put a big smile on Dad's face. So make that call today. Invite Dad to dip into something really different. Most dads do it, like, every now and then, dipping into something different at the Melting Pot restaurant nearby you. We're talking a full four-course gift for Dad from you. Don't forget to tell him that old Neil sent you by to the Melting Pot. Call and make your reservations for Sunday, June 18, today, at the Melting Pot in Coral Springs, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, North Miami Beach, Cooper City, or most prestigious and congested, Kendall. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Were you drudge packing? Some of the activities you are about to witness are extremely dangerous and should not be attempted by anyone under any circumstance. Viewer discretion advised. This is Ripley's Believe It or Not. Brittany, you've been really careless with your baby lately. Well, I didn't think of it at the time. I mean, his head is really fragile. I know, it is a little bizarre. The bones in the top of his head aren't completely formed yet. I mean, you could literally stick your finger right to the top. Ew! Oh, I don't believe you did that. Goodness, goodness. It's 11.46. I got another one for you. Okay. For the poll. Duke lacrosse team. Oh, yeah. They're being reinstated today. Does anybody care? No. I am so tired of hearing about that. You know, did they rape this chick? Did they not? Who cares? Okay, there's people getting raped every single day, thousands of them, which of course is uh, you know not amusing in spite of what somebody used to say. Do, 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 do. But nevertheless, 
Uh, it's just uh, too much. Too much of the same crap, you know. And like I told you, back during the Alien days, if anybody ever doubted, that was proof of it. The media, the, it's like they have a meeting, you know. Right. A conference call. They sit around and they decide what's important. You know, this is something important that we can, like, beat it into the ground, you know, and, and, and always divert. You know, it's obfuscation. Divert the public attention from the really important things like all these innocent people that are dying every day, including American people. Right. There's a chamber somewhere, like the Illuminati. Where they uh, get that's together. right. Like, like the non-group in Miami where uh -huh. they sit around a big old table and they sit and they make these decisions. I think the Bilderbergers done it. But anyway, and by the way, those Bilderbergers, especially if you put cheese on them, really trafe. That's what Gary Sarner warned us. So don't be eating no Bilderbergers. Although those Buzzburgers are really good. Yeah, did they get, you get a buzz from them? Yeah. 937 votes on the poll. We're fast approaching that 1,000 mark. Well, we're going to have to, like, start upgrading our, uh, setting our goals a little bit higher, you know, especially, like, in the Arbitron. Five, six, seven. Let, let's get up to a one share the other day parts, okay? That would be good. I, 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 I always wondered, you know, I always wondered when it would get to this point after all these years and you finally just get dragged down right to the very, to the muck and the mire. You know, and I, I think we're seeing it now. Especially with this current regime, man. These are crazy people. What are they thinking about? Do you have any idea? Hmm? About what? Uh, exactly. And then I'll ask the humper, because it says on my schedule, Dick Stockton and Leslie Visser are filling for him on Wednesday morning. This says, but it might be Friday. This schedule looks like it's somebody took a bunch of, other than today and tomorrow. Those are fine. But other than that, it looks like the whole rest of the week, somebody took a bunch of names of stuff and people and things and... Just put them on, on sheets of uh, little pieces of paper and put them in a hat and threw them all up in the air and just, uh, you know, they just landed somewhere. Just bizarre. But at any rate, we don't uh, care anymore, okay? We're just here to do the best we can, okay? Just, just lie a lot for us. We're under a lot of duress, okay? Pretend you're listening even if you aren't. I mean, every day, all, every day of your life. Just listen a lot or not, right? Right. Now, I'm going to say it again now. I don't want to sound like uh, some expert because I'm way behind the curve on this, and it's your fault. I know. Uh, you should have told me to get the iPod a long time ago. Well, I've been talking about them. Yeah, but you never told me to get one. I guess you figured I was too much of an old fuddy-duddy and I could never figure out how to use it anyway. No, I just figured pretty, you pretty were done simple. listening to music. And I'm done listening to music now, yeah. yeah. Who the hell wants to hear this music that's on now? You call this music? No. no I'm not done listening to music. I just don't know for the life of me, where, especially in Florida, where you're going to hear any good music that anybody would want to hear. If you're not going to hear it on the no. radio. That's why all these people that subscribe to Sirius XM for the music, they, they just kill me. Like I said, if you want to hear Howard or you want to hear some of the you know programming on there, that's one thing. But to spend money to hear music uh, that somebody else is picking out, I mean, it's just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I, I can do that on my cable. You want to hear it? I think I got it on here. Go for it. I mean, I got 80 billion... Uh, Oh, like our sales department. What a motley crew. Speaking of the revolutionary oh, wants spots. That's one of those vibrating toothbrushes. I mean, I got 80 billion. New game, joyful. No, we don't want no spots. Where, where, where's the one? Oh, here you go. Punch. More spots. Boy, spots up the old, uh, what's this one? Man, you got spots on your music channels? That's tough. Oh, in other words, you, you don't have spots on your MTV? Oh, you're looking. Oh, I thought you were turning. Oh, I'm going through those first. No, not now. Are the music channels that are just the music channels? Okay, schmuck. I've got a thousand channels on my cable, and this guy's giving me a seminar on my. Uh, no wonder he didn't like Rear Window. <laughs> Oh, in the house, Miami 06. 
Let's keep that on all day. Get a 45 share. So basically, you're getting the music on there on your TV that you're getting in your way. Unless you've got a TV in your car, I guess. But now that you've got your iPod and your MP3 and your mm-hmm. Sony Walkman, all of these other devices, I mean, you've got to be living in the Stone Age to uh, pay money. You know, because this way you load in all the music that you like and you want to hear. Right. What a concept. Actually, Incredible. listen to stuff that you like and you want to hear, as opposed to stuff that Bob Hamilton likes there on Magic, which is worse than stuff that you flush down the toilet every day. I mean, I can't believe what a jerk he is. Even Ricky Ticky probably hates him like and wishes he would die. How come they don't make Ricky Ticky the PD over there? I bet you the music and the numbers would go way up if they did. He probably don't want it, you know? I said, hey, Rick, you ought to be the PD. He said, I don't want it. You know that's not how it's done anymore. Computers program everything. Focus oh, yeah? groups and computers. Oh, like Rosemary, uh, what's her name on uh, CKLW? They had a whole... I should have played the other stuff from that mm-hmm. thing. I'm not going to schlep that that thing in here again, though. But that was uh, pretty damn interesting. And then they had they showed a, a clip from the CKLW reunion, mm-hmm. and one of the jocks was like doing a talk-up to a Born to be Wild by Stephen Wolf. It, it was just great. And when he finished, he, I mean, he nailed it. And they were all saying, hey, great job. Yeah. And that jackass Tommy Shannon was in there. Boy, do I hate him. Him and his buddy Joey. Two real losers, if ever there were. I mean, a lot of drifters in this business, and there's two of them right there for you. Joey Reynolds and Tom E. Shannon Show. Oh, God. 5670560. Oh, we're interspersing like this is the new deal on this show, and it's working very well, you notice, lately. So far. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Except, of course, for the idiot that called in to tell us that olive oil's got loaded with carbs. So, you know, seriously, I would go look in the mirror right now, sir, and I would say, boy, I'm looking at a real a-hole. In fact, you probably cracked the mirror. What a, what a jerk, you know. Mm-hmm. Calls in, doesn't have any idea, doesn't know his ass from your elbow, and right away, well, don't use that olive oil because it's loaded with carbs. Of all the things in the world that you could be putting in your body, man, olive oil is one of the best. You can smear right. it anywhere you want, yeah. even on your rectum, if you like. I hear the ancient Rezzle Romans it. and Greeks did that. That's right. A lot. It was good for everything. Right. Cure, it cures what ails you, is what they used to say. Inside and out. Right. Smear it on your, in fact, smear it on your feet. Sure. And leave it right there under the board so George right. can slip around on it and get all grossed it's, out. It's still slippery over here. That wouldn't surprise me. And you thought it was olive oil, huh? <laughs> but it's not. That, that was all when uh, JP was there. <laughs> 900. That's until I found out he was a hairy guy. I don't want to hear about how hairy yeah. he was, okay? That was uh, disgusting. With, now, with his initials JP or CT, 958 <laughs> votes on the poll. No, nah, he just, I, I just get so no, tired of that, you know. Josh never saw JP. Well, Josh would have liked him. They never went to the bathroom together. Oh, like me and Johnny, uh, what's his name? Oh, Dolan. Johnny Dolan. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking back on some time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What crap, man. What silly-ass crap. Some of the people I've worked with in this business, my God. 961 votes on the poll. I'm impressed. Takes a lot to impress me. Which of these people or things are you most tired of hearing about? And you're wrong on Brittany. They, they're not, you know, they're not as uh, high on her as they once were, but nevertheless, they still want to, you know, take a peek. Tom Cruise, 227. He's leading the pack. And Brangelina's right on Tommy's ass. Got a lot of company. 212 votes for Brangelina. And I think, you know, I think most people like Brad Pitt okay, and they love Angelina, but you know what? They're tired of hearing about it. Enough already. Just get naked and shut up. You know, I mean, all these other people have babies all the time, and nobody gets all whipped up into a frenzy, and the paparazzi aren't chasing them around. It, you know, in in, in the uh, wilds of Africa, for crying out loud. Natalie Holloway, the chick from Aruba, 174. How's she doing, by the way? Hey, Natalie, over here, Natalie. I mean, Doctor Phil says he's got living proof that she's still alive. Illegal alien, 66. They want to hear a lot about that because they hate you people. Ricky Williams, even though you're not here illegal, but they'll they'll make an exception. Whatever, yeah, make it. <laughs> yeah. Pretend. Ricky Williams, 66. I hate this pool. They do hate that, 62. 
Iraq, 54. Shaq, 46. Shaq in Iraq. Me, Shaq in the bed we go. Joyce, 29. That bitch. See, they like hearing about her. In fact, they'd like to form a posse and go over and, like, uh, kick her ass. Let's do that. Let's have the QM posse and go over to Naples and just uh, beat the crap out of her. Hang her from an old oak tree. All right. I don't think they have any oak trees in Florida, though. They do. Do they? There's all kinds of different kinds of oak Get out of here. All over the country, yeah. Maple trees? They ain't got no maple trees in uh, Florida. I'll, I'll check, but I know they got some. Uh, we got maple. Man, I, this place is obsessed with maple. Everything yeah. is oh, going yeah. to Maple same, same for Montana in the Northwest. Candy and molasses, maple, maple bars. molasses and maple leaves and make believe and uh -huh. maple. Oh, brother, I, I'm not uh, that crazy about it. I did no, like mapleine cake though. My aunt Gussie used to make mapleine cake. She, she was on my father's side. Buckwheat cereal. Couldn't stand her, but her mapleine cake was very good. Uh, American Idol 20. See, it's only been on there a couple of minutes. It's already up to 20. They tired. Of Iran seven. Uh, Duke lacrosse team only one. And Britney Spears so far 967 votes. Oh. They want to hear more about Britney. They want to hear about more baby she's having, how she's doing it. They want to see pictures. Right. Knocked up in Milky. Right. They, they don't want to see Kevin Feeder lying. They'd like to see him in a box. Yeah. Boy, is he schmutzy. Good God. And he smells. And he smells real bad. You can tell, like Madonna. Oh. Oh, oh man. I wouldn't be surprised if I see her at Woodbine one day. Oh, my God. It's Madonna. Couldn't there be any place on the face of the Western world where there's more stinky people than Woodbine? I think there's st st stinky machines and stinky people. Oh, God. There was one Indian guy next to me. I thought I was going to swoon on Saturday. I thought I was going to... Not only am I losing my ass until I finally broke through there and got even at about 3 o'clock. Boy, I'll tell you, I came so close to leaving, you know, to just throwing in the towel. But as long as you still got some cash in your uh, purse, you keep chasing and chasing. And every once in a while, you get lucky, you know. Anyway, this kid smelled like he had like he had bathed in curry. Oh, God. <laughs> no, seriously. In fact, that's uh, probably, I don't know if curry really tastes good. I can't, I, I don't like I'm it. I'm not into it. No, I don't know anybody who is. Because just the aroma, it just uh, makes you want mm -hmm. to vomit. It, although the, I, I don't want to say it. Three minutes before noon, I was going to say something about the uh, people from India. A lot of them look awfully, awfully good. And, and the ones that are born like here in the Western world, they don't smell like that. It's like the Chinese, like the Chinese and some of the uh, Asian people. If they were born here, they like uh, smell, you know, like people. Chinese if they were people born, smell. huh? The Chinese people smell. The hell, they don't. I've never gotten Man, you're crazy. Sniff. You're out of your mind. I've never whiffed one. Oh my God! Come up here sometime, and you'll 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 be on the ground, man. You're really? Like, uh, holy! Ah, uh, why is that? I didn't think Asian man. people smelled. Well, okay. Only the ones oh, that I were know. born over there. Okay. No, you notice how sanitary it is over there, too. That's why all the That's diseases right. are over there, like uh, SARS. and mm -hmm. Oh, in China. Oh, yeah, well, they're barbarians. All these flu uh, thing. yeah. Well, that's because they eat anything, you know. Yes, they do. Hey, dog. speaking of that, Exotica, Miami Beach is a fun and exciting venue for the public to purchase the hottest new products and services from the adult industry. Oh, my God. Meet adult stars, including Jenna Jameson, the highly uh, desirous Jenna Jameson, although highly used, and the club Jenna Girls, Tara Patrick, and others. Take pictures you can brag about for years. Shop for something sexy in the largest adult marketplace on the East Coast. Enjoy entertainment on stage with acts ranging from the comedic stylings of Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh, is he funny or what? To a 15-person male and female group group performance. Enjoy hours of entertainment, burlesque, hot body contest, and lots more. Whatever way you decide to celebrate your sexiness, enjoy it with Exotica. That's with three X's, of course, at the Miami Beach Convention Center. It promises to be a memorable experience. 
Go to ExoticaMiami.com. That's with three X's. Let me say it again. ExoticaMiami.com. Buy your tickets. Check out who's coming. And get info on the nightly after parties. ExoticaMiami.com, Friday, June 9. That's this Friday through Sunday the 11th. In other words, this weekend, sounds like to me. It's all happening at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Must be 18 and over with valid ID. Exotica Miami Beach, a celebration of sexy this weekend on the beach. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> hey. Just Google Steve Nash, and he is a woman. Okay. Who? He's a lady. I see. Why, is Josh out of the room now? What are you talking about? No, I'm right here. Steve Nash. I just uh, There's pictures of him on the, uh, on the internets. He was a woman? No, he is a woman. Oh, okay. Best lady basketball player in the uh, world, I would say that. I, I would agree then. Speaking of sports, the Rockies pitch religion. All I can say is... Oh, my God. When does this stop? We had that story on last week about uh, how this is increasingly becoming mo and mo and all these uh, all the prayers and all this other cockerot going on. And This is the ultimate. I'm going to tell you again, after getting swept by the Marlins uh, three games, the Rockies must be praying to the wrong God. They better try like uh, Buddha or somebody because the Lord sure ain't working for them. And Jesus, he ain't giving a crap for the Rockies. In Colorado, there stands a holy shrine called Coors Field. On this site, named for the holiest of beers, a team plays that has been chosen by Jesus Christ himself to play 500 baseball in the National League West. They sure can't be 500 no more. Have you got the, what, what's their record now? They're under. they got to be. Who, the fish? No. I was going to say. The fish are 19 under. and 34. Uh, yeah. okay? I'm talking about the Rockies. Oh, I don't know what the record is. <laughs> well, why not? 
You, you want to keep track of the Colorado Rockies? No, but I'm just thinking maybe you uh, had some idea. It's not a big deal. I have to get testy about it. Or I'm not going to send any more great Alfred Hitchcock. Look, they're turd burgers, okay? And that's right. In fact, if you took the games that the Marlins won against Colorado, the Cubs, and Washington out of their, uh, took that out of the equation, they wouldn't have won 10 games this season. Am I right about that? Absolutely correct. Yes. So that's a pretty sad commentary. In other words, when they play like American Legion little girls teams, they win a few games in the paper. Oh, the Marlins making a big comeback. They're turning it around now. They've won nine of their last uh, 13 or some crap like that. Whoopie do. And if you don't believe me, it says about uh, Jesus, just ask the manager, the general manager, and the team's owner. This is so sick, so sick, and you talk about religious intolerance and about uh, just crazy people. I still say I'm going to make that movie, Going Gone Wild. All right. In a remarkable article from Wednesday's USA Today, the Colorado Rockies went public with the news that the organization has been explicitly looking for players with character. And according to the tribe of Coors, character means accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I bet you Sandy Koufax couldn't have pitched on that team. No Jews allowed. We're nervous, to be honest, with the Rockies general mangler Dan O'Dowd said. It's the first time we ever talked about these issues publicly. The last thing we want to do is offend anyone because of our beliefs. Right. When people are nervous that they will offend you with their beliefs, it's usually because their beliefs are offensive. As Rockies chairman and CEO Charlie Monfort said, we had to go to hell and back to know where the Holy Grail is. We went through a tough time and took a lot of arrows. Club president Kelly McGregor chimed in, who knows where we go from here. The ability to handle success will be a big part of the story, too. Note to McGregor, you're in fourth place. There will be distractions. There will be things that can change people. But we truly do have something going on here, and God is using us in a powerful way. Well, God must be uh, having a bad year, you know what? God must be having a Mario Mendoza kind of year, hitting about 220. Well, someone is using somebody, but it ain't God. San Francisco Giants first baseman outfielder Mark Sweeney, who spent 2003 and four with the Rockies, said, You wonder if some people are going along with it just to keep their jobs. Look, I pray every day. I have faith. It's always been part of my life. But I don't want something forced on me. Do they really have to check to see whether I have a playboy in my locker? Then there's manager Clint Hurdle and GM O'Dowd. Hurdle, who's gotten the team to a... Philistine, 302 and 376 records since 2002, 74 games under 500, as well as fourth and fifth place finishes every year, was rewarded with a 2007 contract extension in the offseason. Hurdle also claims he became a Christian three years ago and says, we're not going to hide it, we're not going to deny it, this is who we are. O'Dowd, who also received a contract extension, believes that their 27 and 26 2006 record, that was before this uh, last weekend when they got swept by the lowly Marlins, has resulted from the active intervention of the Almighty. <laughs> So if God's on your side, you can play about 500 ball, huh? Maybe the Marlins ought to start praying a little bit more. You look at things that have happened to us this year. You look at some of the moves we made and didn't make. You look at some of the games we're winning. Those aren't just a coincidence. God has definitely had a hand in this. Or maybe the management that prays together gets paid together. O'Dowd and company bend over backward in the article to say that they're tolerant of other views on the club, but that's contradicted like statements from uh, CEO Monfort, who says, I don't want to offend anyone, but I think character-wise we're stronger than anyone in baseball. Christians and what they've endured and some of the strongest people in baseball, I believe God sends signs and we're seeing those. Assumedly, Sean Green, Jewish, Ichiro Suzuki, Shinto, or any of the godless players from Cuba don't have the character Montfort is looking for. Also, there are only two African-American players on the Rockies' active roster. Is this because Montfort doesn't think black players have character? Does the organization endorse the statement of its stadium's namesake, William Coors, who told a group of black businessmen in 1984 that Africans lack the intellectual capacity to succeed and it's taking them down the tubes? Cube! These are admittedly difficult questions, but these are the questions that need to be posed when the wafting odor of discrimination clouds the air. The wafting odor, you can smell it. Mmm. Or maybe it's that Indian guy again. 
Like then there are the fans. I spoke with, with journalist Tom Krattenmacher, who studied the connection between religion and sports. Krattenmacher said, I have concerns about what the Christianization of the Rockies means to the community that supports the team in and around Denver, a community in which evangelical Christians are probably a minority, albeit a large and influential one. Taxpayers and ticket buyers in a religiously diverse community have a right not to see their team, a quasi-public resource, used for the purpose of advancing a specific form of religion. Have the Colorado Rockies become a faith-based organization? This can be especially problematic when the religion in question is one that makes exclusive claims and sometimes integrates the validity of other belief systems. You might think Major League Baseball Commissioner Bud Selig would have something stirring to say about the issue, but Selig, who hasn't actually registered a pulse since 94, only said meekly, they have to do what they feel is right. Boy, is that compelling or what? Wow. It's not surprising that Selig would play it soft. First and foremost, Bud's first commandment is they'll not criticize the owners. Second, Selig and Major League Baseball this year <coughs> are experimenting for the first time with faith days at the park. As if last season's military appreciation nights weren't enough, the New York Times reported that this summer religious promotions will hit Major League Baseball. That's a story we had last Friday. The Atlanta Braves are planning three uh, faith days this season. The Arizona Diamondbacks won, and the Florida Marlins have tentatively scheduled a faith night for September. Everybody should boycott that game. Well, of course, how can you tell with the Marlins? These religious promotions are attractive to owners because they leverage a market of evangelical Christians who are accustomed to mass worship in stadiums at events staged by sports-driven proselytizers like promise keepers and athletes in action. As part of the Major League promotion, the Times reports, local churches will get discounted tickets to family-friendly evenings of music and sports with a Christian theme. And in return, they mobilize their vast infrastructure of email and phone lists, youth programs and chaperones, and, of course, their bus fleets to help fill the stands. At one of the faith days in Atlanta, the team will sell special vouchers. After the game, the stands will be cleared, and then only those with especially purchased vouchers will be readmitted. Those lucky chosen will be treated to an hour and a half of Christian music and a testimonial from ace pitcher John Smoltz. Smoltz is the player in 2004 who opined on gay marriage to the AP, saying, What's next, marrying an animal? Good times for the whole family. The Rockies right now are a noxious reflection of a time in U.S. history when generals speak of crusades and the president recounts his personal conversations with Yahweh. You're doing a heck of a job, Gotti. I wonder if that's John Gotti. In Monfort, O'Dowd and Hurdle, wise, if they want to pray in their own time, more power to them. But the ballpark isn't a church. Smoltz isn't a preacher. And fans aren't a flock. Instead of using their position of commercial power to field a god squad, the Rockies might want to think about getting some decent players. There was once this guy named Babe Ruth. Not too much for religion, his character was less than sterling. But here it could play some decent ball, writes David Zirin in The Nation. How do you like that, man? Goyam gone wild, man. It's crazy. Crazy. And that's why at a time when everything has gone to hell, every single issue is in the toilet, what do they pull out of their hat? Their old bag of tricks, and I do mean old. Oh, gay marriage again. Your president's going to be speaking 145 again this afternoon about the sanctity of hetero marriage. One man and one woman. <sighs> Unless, of course, it's good Republicans like Henry Hyde, who was uh, two women and one man. Right? Right. Maybe they should make divorce illegal if they're serious about preserving the sanctity of marriage. I see. Well, tell that to uh, Newt Gingrich. Mm -hmm. Of course, the first one died anyway. 9.99, we're right on the verge on the poll. Aren't you excited, aren't you excited when your oh, poll's right on the verge? 9.99 on that poll. And Brittany finally got a couple of votes. Well, thank God for that. We don't want to leave her out. 12.13 at 5.60. WQ, we got Bo this afternoon at 2. He's going to be yeah. intensive. Make no mistake about that. Then we got Mad Dog 4 to 7, who's going to be yeah. intensive. And then we got Geldy 7 to 9.30, who's going to... Yeah. 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 Oh, and you'll be pleased to know, you'll be very proud of me, that I... No Charlie. Don't yeah, so yeah, forget yeah, to redub that. Yeah, Too late. And don't forget about yeah. that too. 
Hey, if you love voting, you can go out there and spend a ton of money to buy a vote, and that's just where the hassle starts. If you're smart, stop and call Club Nautico at 1-800-VOTE-RENT right now before you make a bad, expensive mistake. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-VOTE-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy it is. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. And guess what? Hurricane season's already started, in case you haven't noticed. With a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up either because at Club Nautico, you just hop on your boat and go. When you're done pulling to the dock, get off and leave. Just walk away. It's that easy. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from unlimited voting to pay as you go, from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. All of these things. It's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today, the hassle-free, the smarter, the less expensive way, by making that one easy call to Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Florida sucks. Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you, Mr. Guy who still thinks Bush is doing a good job. Mr. Guy who still thinks Bush is... <laughs> you commute to work with a smile on your face as you pay $3.78 a gallon and adjust the plastic Jesus on your dashboard. Hallelujah now! Bush's approval ratings are at an all-time low. But you don't care. You're a red stater, and Brokeback Mountain never played a theater near you. No one's probably there. There's no such thing as global warming. Those sinners in New Orleans got what they deserve. And yes, the Earth was created in seven days. Don't tell me that it's evolution. The war in Iraq is a noble fight. And by golly, one day we'll find those nasty weapons of mass destruction. So we salute you, Mr. Guy who still thinks Bush is doing a good job, your gas-guzzling SUV, your 2.2 children, and your ignorance. You are a real American a-hole. Absolutely. Uh, no question about it. 1218 at 560 WQAM. Canadian police foiled a homegrown terrorist attack, arresting 17 suspects, apparently inspired by Al-Qaeda, who obtained, and by the way, these guys got together online on a chat board. Why don't I tell you about your kids going on chat boards? Kill them. Mm -hmm. Who obtained three times the amount of explosives used in the Oklahoma City bombing, officials said this weekend. The FBI said the Canadian suspects may have had limited contact with two men recently arrested on terrorism charges in Georgia. About 400 regional police and federal agents participated in the arrest Friday and early Saturday. These individuals were allegedly intent on committing acts of terrorism against their own country and their own people. The unctuous Prime Minister Stephen Harper said in a statement, As we have said on many occasions, Canada is not immune to the threat of terrorism. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, arrested the suspects ages 19 to 43. On terrorism charges, including plotting attacks with explosives on Canadian targets, the suspects were either citizens or residents of Canada and had trained together, police said. They were not illegal in Canada. They were not in that category. The group had taken steps to acquire three tons of ammonium nitrate and other bomb-making materials, three times the amount used to blow up the Murrah Federal Building on April 19, 1995 in Oklahoma City, killing 168 people, injuring more than 800, said RCMP Commissioner Mike McDonnell. I wonder if he's kin to Paul McDonnell. Who? This group posed a real ser and serious threat, McDonnell said. It had the capacity and intent to carry out these attacks. Luke Portalance, Assistant Director of Operations with Canada's spy agency, CSIS, CSIS, 
said the subjects appear to have become adherents of a violent ideology inspired by al-Qaeda, but that investigators have yet to prove a link to the terror network. Five of the suspects were led in handcuffs Saturday to the Ontario Court of Justice, which was surrounded by snipers and bomb-sniffing dogs. A judge told the men not to communicate with each other and set their first bail hearing for tomorrow. Tight security required visitors to the court to remove their shoes to pass through three checkpoints guarded by police carrying assault rifles and submachine guns. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. FBI Special Agent Richard Kalko in Washington said there may have been a connection between the Canadian suspects and a Georgia Tech student and another American who traveled to Canada to meet with Islamic extremists to discuss locations for a terrorist strike. The rumor was they were going to blow up the um, CN Tower and a few other buildings. Syed Harris Ahmed and Ashanul Islam Sadiqi, U.S. citizens who grew up in the Atlanta area, were arrested in March. Ahmed and Mohammed and Mohammed and Ahmed. It's kind of like Jimmy and Danny and Danny and Jimmy, you know. Hey. Officials at the news conference displayed evidence of bomb-making materials. According to reports Saturday in the Toronto Star citing unidentified police sources, the suspect attended a terrorist training camp north of Toronto and had plotted to attack the Canadian spy agency's downtown Toronto office, among other targets in Ontario province, including the CN Tower, which used to be the Seagram Tower and is a big ass. It would have flopped right over on the top of the Rogers Centre and pissed off Ricky Williams. The suspects live either in Toronto or in the nearby cities of Mississauga and Kingston. Well, I bet you Dougie Gilmore's not happy about that. Or, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Kirk Muller, good Kingston boy. Rocco Galati, or is that Gelati? Hmm, nothing like good Gelati. Rocco Galati, lawyer for the two suspects from Mississauga, said, Ahmad, see, there it is again, Ghani, 21, is a health sciences graduate from McMaster University in Hamilton. He was born in Canada, the son of a medical doctor who emerged from Trinidad and Tobago. Sharif Abdel Halim, 30, he's about 30. About 30, man! He's a computer programmer who emigrated from Egypt 20 years ago with his father, now an engineer in the, with Atomic Energy of Canada. Uh-oh. Talk about una bomba grande. How do you like that? The charges came under Canada's Anti-Terrorism Act. Port Alliance of Canada's spy agency said it was the nation's largest counterterrorism operation since the adoption of the act, and that more arrests were possible. All of these things. And everybody's all whipped up, and of course some of the Muslim leaders are saying, see, it's racial profiling again, and you're picking on us poor Muslims. Yeah, well, quit bombing people, okay? And maybe they won't pick on you so much. Quit planning all these bombings. Who the hell needs three tons of ammonium nitrate? Maybe they didn't really have three tons. Maybe they just, uh, all of them farted a lot. Right, maybe they had an Indian neighbor there trying to drown out the aroma. Yeah, that could be it. Eating too much curry over the weekend might have done it. Andy in Miami Beach faxes and says, first of all, happy belated Shavuos. Oh, did we miss Shavuos? Oy vey. Good God. I had sure assumed you were going to take the day off Friday for it. Yeah, I'm going to start taking off all the Jew holidays and the Goyesha holidays and the uh, Muslim holidays and the Buddhists and the sick. I'm going to have a few sick days every year. I know that you hate basketball, and I don't hate it. I just have no interest in it. There's a difference. I liked it when it was interesting and worthwhile watching, but that's a long time ago when Rick Berry's kid was playing. I know that you hate basketball and watch the Heat games, but it is a sight to see. The entire arena is filled with people wearing white. That's the theme for the playoffs. No. And it looks like a cult, all of them unable to make facial expression due to excessive Botox. Uh, what is that word? I don't know. U-C-A-G-O. What is that? Botox, Chicago. What, what does that mean? I'm looking. Sorry, Andy. We don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Look it up. I attached the following article. It's not bad enough that we have to slow down for school zones. So we're going to have to slow down for senior zones. How do you like that? Oy. That's in Hillsborough County. That's Tampa, man. It's one of ten. I don't, this is of no interest to our audience. Okay, sorry, Andy. Thanks for your uh, Ukago. What, what is that? I'm looking. I, I don't know. I never saw that word before or heard of it in my life. Neither. Well, there you go. Quit doing your Marine Dowd imitation, Andy. Okay, quit putting words in there that we don't know and can't pronounce and can't spell and don't know what they mean. Okay, quit being a smartass. Well, then he goes on and talks about the seniors in Tampa. Who cares about Tampa, huh? I sure don't. Couldn't give a flying crap less about it. 
A man shouting that God will keep him safe was mauled to death. <laughs> oh, no. Mauled to death by a lioness in Kiev Zoo after he crept into the animal's enclosure, a zoo official said today. The man shouted, God will save me if he exists. Lowered himself by a rope into the enclosure, took his shoes off and went up to the lions. A lioness went straight for him, knocked him down, and severed his cartoid artery. The incident last night when a zoo was packed with visitors was the first of its kind at the attraction. Lions and tigers are kept in an animal island protected by thick concrete blocks, but he sneaked in, and he ain't going to be sneaking out. Kind of like checking into the Roach Motel. They check in, but they never check out. And the same with this guy. If God uh, exists, he'll save me. Well, I guess what does that tell you? Huh? I think there's the mm -hmm. proof that you've been looking for, that That's there right. isn't any God. All the religions, they're always saying, well, prove that there isn't any God. You know, like the double negative. Right. They're the ones that come up with this cockamamie crap. They invented it, but we're supposed to prove that it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, prove to me that it's not 110 degrees outside somewhere. Prove there isn't a Martian in your butt right now. There you go. Prove to me that there aren't any uh, uh, those Martians in Moe's pants. <laughs> or maybe they're just dingleberries. Didn't he catch for the Cubs, Ding or, uh, Damon Dingleberry? Oh, yeah. He was sure better than Joe Girardi. And by the way, I heard yesterday, I watched like about four seconds of the Marlin game, and that putz, man, he says, uh, Joe Torre, yada, yada, he was talking about Joe Girardi, and he called him Joe Torre. Who, your boy Rich? Your buddy Rich Waltz, man, he stinks. He is bad. I, I bet, why don't they just let, what's his name, do the whole game? He's so good, you know? Tommy, yeah. Tommy Hutton. Tommy Hutton, they got the best color guy and the worst play-by-play -play guy in the history of baseball broadcasting. It's, 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 it's scandalous. The guy sounds like about a 10-year-old kid sitting at home in front of his old webcore tape recorder trying to be a baseball announcer. Just pathetic, Rich. 26 past noon. Look, if he was good, I would tell you, you know, like Tommy Hutton. Didn't I just say he's the best? He's great. You just said that, yeah. Yeah, if the guy's good, I'll give him all the credit in the world. If he sucks, I'm going to... That's one thing I can't stand about this business, and especially the sports a angle of it. They're all in bed together, man. It's all one big fraternity. I can't wait till Wednesday morning, if it's Wednesday or Friday, whichever morning, Dick Stockton, Leslie, I like Leslie, because she likes this show, but Dick Stockton, man. Just like I told him when Hank put him on that day a couple months ago, and I remember I told him right to his ear. I said, God, you're terrible, Dick. And he just laughed. <laughs> He's got the personality of a dead man. He, may, he makes John Wayne seem like a Mexican jumping bean, and Duke's been dead for years. He died with 40 pounds of manure in his uh, colon, by the way. I thought he was somewhat of a good sport when he came on... Uh... With Hank? No, no, he, I, I, I agree with that. I agree, but I'm talking about as a, as a sportscaster. I'm not talking about off the air. He may be a, really a fun guy. I don't know. And i got to say, I, I don't really mind him, personally. He sucks. He's awful. And I'll tell you who else I don't like on football, even though he's a fine hockey announcer. You'd never know he's a good hockey announcer because John Davidson never shuts up long enough for him to say anything. And that's Sam Rosen, who does the Ranger games. He's also on, you know, they have all those rotating guys in the NFL because they got so many games on every week. Mm -hmm. Sam is not a good football guy. And I'll tell you, he's also one of the very, very worst. And I, I, I don't hate keep picking on him because he, he's just awful. It's pure nepotism is Kenny Albert. If he wasn't Marv Albert's son, he, would, he wouldn't be allowed inside a station, much less put on the air. I agree with you on that Sounds one. like he's got 400 pounds of elephant droppings in his mouth. He's just horrible. What kind of a sound is that that he's making, Kenny Albert? Horrible. See, this is the problem, man they got too many games, they don't have enough real announcers to put on there. I'll tell you who still sounds pretty good, even though I, I got tired of him about 40 years ago. That's Dick Enberg on NBC. He still sounds good. Or CBA, he would left NBC, went to, right, to do the games. You don't yeah. like Dick Enberg? He's all right. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's not great, but compared to these other guys that uh, all sound like the same cookie cutter, you know. And what's that one guy on CBS, Vern, uh, what's it? He's also Lundquist. awful. Vern Lundquist, man. He's awful. The one that had his hands, hands under a Terry Bradshaw's Rectum. ass in it. Remember that promo? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. All these sports shots, they're patting each other on the back, and on the, and the hand keeps slipping down a little bit lower on the back, Rectum. all the way to the ass. You know, I still wonder what that's all about, you know? 
being the old faggot that I am and knowing plenty about faggery, I really wonder what that is. That's a gay club, you moron. No question about it. The NFL is a gay club. That's why it's so humorous. They have all these Christian athlete meetings and these prayer breakfasts. They're all a bunch of faggots. You show me a bunch of adult guys that take showers together and snap each other on the ass with a towel, that's a bunch of pansies, you know? I'm sure Mad Dog could tell you the truth if he wanted to, or even Bo Camper or two. I think that's what Kim's topic is today, okay? Fags in the locker room. Wouldn't that be great? I would tune in to hear that. There, there are no fags in sports. Right. Faggery in the locker room starring Kim Bo Camper. I bet you he could tell you some stories. And you know who else could probably tell you? Troy the Boy. Oh. Finally, a TV experience like no other. Believe me, Comcast Digital Cable with On Demand is easy to use and lets you take viewer control to a whole new level. With Comcast On Demand, TV is on your terms because you can choose a show on your schedule and pause or rewind it whenever you want. And for a limited time, you can get connected to Comcast Digital Cable and HBO On Demand for just $34.99 a month for your first three months. What's not to like? Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch over 3,000 free movies and shows whenever you want, whenever you're in the mood. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kids shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more, you'll always have something good to watch right when you want to watch it. You sure can't get all this with satellite. So ditch your dish today and get big savings up to 515 bucks plus on demand so you can build your own TV schedule. And best of all, On Demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you wonder how you ever enjoyed life without it. Call today and order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just $34.99 a month for your first three months. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. And, of course, in prestigious 954-COMCAST, call for details today. Certain restrictions apply. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-QAM. All the crap you can unwrap, all the slime, all the time. Absolutely. We no longer can say in any other everyday way. Got a big tiny, who can find a tiny, no matter how outside. But we at least can still say slime. It says we reserve the right to pay as little as we like, or you'll be on the unemployment line. Sign on the line, and everything will be fine. Yes. Absolutely. Call 35 at 560 WQAM. We have 1,037 votes on the poll already. It's not even 1 o'clock yet. We're way over the 1,000. Aren't you excited? I'm thrilled to that. you having like a dance in your pants? You should have seen me dancing just now. I'll bet. Keep on dancing. That's what the gentry said. I don't think you got that one in there, do you? Probably. Keep on dancing, huh? Let me look. Now, what do you got there? You got yours in alphabetical order? Is that the deal? It's whatever order you want. You know, just like iTunes. You can sort <laughs> by artist, sort by uh, yeah. whatever. Oh, damn it. I like when you do that shuttle thing and it tells you how many uh, songs you got on there in the whole deal. You shuttle and shuffle. Shuffle off to Buffalo. If I type, I'd have an easier time. In other words, you're not having... Uh, no, I don't have hey, we, You don't have that. Keep on dancing by the gentries? No. Well, shame on you. We don't even have a uh, bid on that. I thought we did. 
We must. Can't. It, what, what's it called? It can't. Uh, oh God. We do to the tune of that. We I do. Know, I know it. No, no more dancing. That's right. Now, see, leave it to me. I never come up with those. It's always you. I don't find it though. No more dance. Oh no, just called no dancing. It's all over, baby. There you go. All you sweet kids. I got no gentries. Well, that's gonna leave their head. Well, that's not keep on dancing. That's uh, the twist. That's right. Well, whatever. It's close. And the board goes back. Well, we'll 1,037 votes. Which of these people or things are you most tired of hearing about? Tom Cruise, 236. Go away. You fairy. God. Brangelina, 225. Right on Tommy's ass, and he's got a smile on his face. Especially the Brad part. Natalie Holloway, 189. Illegal Alien, 67. Oh, there's nothing worse than Illegal Alien. Ricky Williams, 67. I hate this poll, 64. Let's bring back Alien and Daddy again. Come on, let's go through that, the whole Miami family. That was so much fun. Because that's what South Florida thrives you on. You can never go back. back. Maybe we'll get Good a new hate. batch someday. Huh? Maybe we'll get a new batch someday. No, let's have them come back and see how. And then the abuelos can come and check out. Oh, my God. Look at the way that thing has grown. Not. Iraq 56. Iraq 56. How do you like that? Is in Q56. I think that's uh, ominous. Shaq 47. Shaq is right under Iraq. Shaq! Let's send Shaq to Iraq. Boy, they took one look at him. They all, the insurgents all run for cover, wouldn't they? Yeah. The size of the head on that thing. Of course, that wouldn't be the first time they heard that. American Idol 35 already went from nowhere to 35 and two shakes of a lamb's tail. Joyce has got... About 30, man. Duke lacrosse team, nine. Britney Spears, only eight. And Iran, only seven. So they're desperate to hear more about Iran as fast as I can. Oh, now, Boca says that it is that song. It just comes after the twist part. It's kind of a medley. Oh, Okay, well, let's hear it. It's all over, baby. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew I wasn't imagining that. That's right. Thanks, Chicken Neck. There won't be no dancing. There we go. According to right from John Astro, if they catch you dancing, baby, they'll send you to a dance to work. Unless you're willing to take the chance, I wouldn't try it. I think I'll pass. Don't dance. Don't dance. Don't do the mashed potato or watch you see too. All right, Marshall Astro, it's gonna bust you. Don't dance. God has deigned dancing us and snakes will rise above your head, and the hookah, hookah, God of doom will rise in mighty of this to claim the rule of law. Okay, 1240, let's face it, the uh, crazy religionists, that's what the whole world's all about right now. I rest my case. They're all killing each other in Iraq because they're from this sect and that sect and uh, et cetera and so on. Inside. And now we got the crazy goyim who are like, uh, we got Christian ball games and Christian uh, music and Christian this and Christian uh, radio stations and TV stations. 
and Pat Robertson's on TV telling us who we ought to assassinate. But give me that good old-time religion, and you people, the ones that continue subsidizing and supporting it, you're the ones to blame. Supporting all this corrupt, insane horse crap, all, mm -hmm. all based on hate and intolerance and superstition and hocus-pocus and etc. Get life in, in focus and throw away the old hocus-pocus. This is Neil That's Rogers. That's my suggestion to you. Anybody this listening? Oh, no, nobody cares. The brain The brain dead. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. Uh, how are you? Uh, John Rambo's still alive. I want to make movies 4 and 5. My life ain't going great, Planet Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First blood came in 82. That's when I hurt my penis and it never, ever grew. Rambo 2 was in 85 late. Rambo 3 was in 88. Shoot it and move it and to it. My gun. I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage. He was in Rocky 5 in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like Denahi. I guess nobody ever saw Top Land. It was stupid. Uh, I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> Check it out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah. Now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like Dennehy. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo foreign. Absolutely. Okay, there's a play that I like. Told a humper. Yeah. It was Hollywood and a Planet Hollywood reunion in Las Vegas last night as Sly Stallone celebrated his 60th birthday. Boy, is he a talent? No. Or what? Can he uh, act? No. Can he sing? No. Can he dance? No. Can he speak? No. The Rocky and Rambo star was joined by fellow Planet Hollywood founders Bruce Willis and California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger for the bash at Stallone soon to open Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Well, at least one of those guys you named up can talk. Which one is that? Oh, Bruce. Stallone. I'm not too crazy about him either. No. <coughs> oh, look at that purple. Mm. I eat grapes. I'm a grape eater. Well, look at that. It's getting to that dark green stage. At any rate, Stallone's wife Jennifer out through the party, which included disco dancing, and a birthday serenade from Tom Jones. Oh, now, what's that Tom Jones song? Which one? I think, is it F-bomb? Is it F -bomb? Oh, okay. Sex bomb. F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't know what you were talking about. Hey, Tom Jones, man, he's an old sex bomb. I thought you were talking about what's new music again. Yeah. I'm talking about Dick Stockton. That's enough of that. Uh, other celebrities in tennis include John Revolta, who evidently stepped out of the closet. I bet you it's getting lonely in there, Tommy. 
And wife Kelly Preston. Right. David Spade and James Kahn. Stallone scheduled to dust off both the Rocky and Rambo franchises soon. He is writing and directing Rocky Balboa, the sixth Rocky film slated for a Christmas release. Oh, how can we live until then? Absolutely. After that, he's scheduled to play Vietnam vet John Rambo once more in Rambo 4, tentatively scheduled for a 2007 release. The franchise began with First Blood in 1982. Better start acting real fast, uh, uh, Rocky. He's 60. He's almost as old as I am. Like I told Humphrey this morning, you know, you're getting old when people that you, like, grew up and threw up at, uh, when they're getting, like, you hear what their age is, and then you, oh, my God. It's like when Brad Pitt turns 60. wonder how old he is now. Not that I, care, I couldn't care less about him, but I wonder how old he is. Forty-something? I would imagine. Forty-five? Right around 40. Well, Google it, man. I'll doodle it. Hop on it. Let's not start guessing. You'd be giving bad information again, like saying Vanna was 82. She's only 75, Vanna White. In fact, I heard she's on the same plane with Catherine Harris. Get off the plane, Vanna, before it's too late. You'll never turn another letter. Oh, and guess who has been making the rounds lately? Brad Pitt was born in 63. 63 makes him 43. Well, what month? December 18th. 42. Well, I was close. Guess who's been making the rounds lately? And, boy, he is... Talk about... Oh, that's the other one I was trying to think of when I gave you the... Um, um, uh, what's his name? Marlon Brando. Huh? Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. And, and we're talking about what? Burr Griffin. Oh, he was just on uh, over the weekend on something. That's what I'm saying. Everywhere you look now, he's making the rounds. He's worth a billion dollars. And you yeah. talk about a guy who's made the most of nothing. Yeah. Well, that Could coconut song, you know. Huh? Oh, I've got a bunch of coconut. Did you see that? I saw that. Oh, oh boy. God. What music was in those days. Wow. He liked Chris Atkins a lot, though, I'll tell you that. That's what I heard. When he had that talk show of his, and I... Uh-huh. Hey, the fabulous Bee Gees. He had the Bee Gees on when they called them the Bee Gees. That just sticks in my mind. I have no idea why. It was just so embarrassing. The Sounds fabulous like... Bee Gees. Huh? Sounds what are you like talking about? Uh, what's his name? Ed Sullivan would say. Yeah. That, that, I would put them in the same category. Only Ed Sullivan had an excuse. Apparently talked to his cheese all the time. But Merv, uh, how's that Denny Terrio thing coming? The Supreme Court said today it will decide the extent to which public schools can use race in deciding school assignments, setting the stage for a landmark affirmative action ruling. And they got a picture here of that obnoxious Chief Justice John Roberts. I'd rather have John Roberts from CNN, used to be on CBS, rather have him on the Supremes. And maybe Mary Wilson, but definitely not this John Roberts. Oh, fair. He's got that fascist, goyish look all over his face, man. He's got far- FG on his forehead. All he needs is the A in between it. You know what the FG stands for? Farbison Agoyim? That's it. Singular. <clears throat> Farbison Agoy. Get your, get your Yiddish grammar straightened out, would you please? Hey, I got a B in class, all right? Yeah, you got a B in your bonnet, I think. You hear it buzzing? Justices will hear appeals from a Seattle, Washington parents group and a Kentucky parent ruling for the first time on diversity plans used by a host of school districts around the country. Race cases have been difficult for the justices. <coughs> The court's announcement that it will take up the cases this fall may be a possible sign of an aggressiveness by the court under new Chief Justice John Roberts. I think when this court gets done, man, we'll have uh, blacks all in the back of the bus again, albeit uh, separate schools in real dark parts of town, and that'll be that. We don't want to turn the clock back more than 100 years, you understand. The court rejected a similar case in December when moderate Justice Sandra Day O'Connor was still on the bench. The outcome of this case will turn on her successor, the unctuous fascista Samuel Alito. In one of the cases, an appeals court had upheld Seattle system, which lets students pick among high schools and then relies on tiebreakers, including race, to decide who gets into schools that have more applicants than openings. The lower court that goes on. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bow. Oh, there you go. Tired of hearing about it. See, if they would worry about having like quality schools, which almost none of them exist in the country, then then it would make uh, sense, you know. But they don't. They're more concerned about well, who's getting to go in here, and how many dark folks, and how many white folks, and how many spicks, and this, you know. 
what, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? Because let's face it, birds of a feather uh, flock together, and uh, most people want to live uh, with their own kind of people. You know, the white people move to the suburbs, and the dark people, they get left of whatever is left over. And the Julios, they take over uh, some other part of town, like Kendall. We'll be taking it all over. Don't worry. I know. You're sure reproducing fast enough to do it. I'll tell you that. You and the Muslims. My God. Right. I, think, I think that's going to be the... Forget about the Jews, man. They don't reproduce at all. I think it's the final battle is going to be between the Hispanics and the Muslims. They're going to duke it out. Yeah, we have days. 1,091 votes. Yeah, and at the last minute, the Germans will come in again. Look out. Look out now. <laughs> they, always, they always find the vey. Now, getting back to tomorrow being a very important day, muy importante. Mark it down in your calendar. All right, should we take a call first? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, you really got your pants. WQAM, hello. Okay, and uh, one more. WQAM, hello. Beezlebub coming. Beezlebub. Happy... Okay, there you go. Well, we tried. See, try to stick a couple mm -hmm. of them in there. Don't have any real ones. Freehold, Iowa. I don't know where the hell that is. I've heard of Freehold, New Jersey. Jackie Lee at Freehold Raceway, man. There come, here comes Carmine on the outside. Here comes the cat man. Look out for him. A number of panicked Christian ladies across America are scheduled to give birth on June 6th, 2006. Tomorrow. Ooh. This date raises concern among church members because numbers of... No, no, no it doesn't really. Yes, it does. <laughs> Since the numbers of that day also identify the son of Satan, the beast, <laughs> from the book of Revelation. Oh, the beast is going to be on all day tomorrow. Let's, let, that would be a good gimmick. Let's have the beast I love eating the nuts. There you go. No decent Christian family wants that little red bottom of the devil's spawn perched on their limb of the family tree. <laughs> Looks like those, uh, what are those uh, chimp, chimps? What are those uh, monkeys with the real red ass? Baboons. <laughs> the, uh, Mandel, Baboons. Yeah. And Mandel, oh, my God. Ones. Those are disgusting. Red, yeah. Put some clothes on for crying out loud. Oh, the reason I saw that is because, the, remember the scene in The Omen? That's where I've seen it. That's right. Where she's driving him through the, um, mm -hmm. through the uh, like jungle. Like country for safari right, or something. Right, right. And a bunch of baboons all freak out. They see Damien is in the car, and, they're all, and then they go <laughs> jump on the car with their ugly red ass. And the funny part of it is that uh, Lee Remick also had an ugly red ass. No decent Christian family wants that little red bottom of the devil's spawn perched on a limb of their family tree, taking a dump on the branches below much less sitting in a high chair at the dinner table listening in on family prayers while quietly finalizing plans to sodomize mommy with a family vacuum. As such, Landover Baptist creation science, scientists have put together a checklist of recommended actions one should take if their baby is being born or was born on 060606, which is tomorrow. No, oh, this is great. You're, you're, this is all made up, right? Somebody just, this is... Oh, of course, it's for fun. Website. Okay. It's for fun. Okay. <laughs> LandoverBaptistChurch.org. A true Christian perspective on local, national, and world news. The largest, most powerful assembly of worthwhile people who ever exist, unsaved, are not welcome. It's a satire, man. Uh, it, it's too long. I'll get to it. And uh, parts of it I'm sure I can't read on the air. Well, you'll just dump it, you know? Right. Or not. John Joshua. He'll be all over it like Stink on Joe. Stink on Joe Mama. We got 1,100 votes yet? Almost 1096. Is that incredible or what? Uh... And I just refreshed it, and now it's, they're coming in by the ones now, 1097. That's because they're hanging on the edge of their seat waiting to find out if their kid is going to be born tomorrow. If your kid's going to be born tomorrow, man, I'd, uh, I'd stick it in some water. Some scalding, boiling water Ooh, for uh, a couple hours. Breathing exercises. There you go. Stick him underwater without a long... Cube! This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh! 
no, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. The former B.O.N. is second wife before the quits. They say the media caused them to hit the pits. But from where I sit, it's all on her. Crazy gold digger. I hear she wanted to be as famous as Hubby Paul. But I think that one-legged beauty has some goals. She never put up with Ringo Starr, who now lives in his car. Heather Mills, are you on pills? You're not that hot. Because she gets angry. Your wife? I thought, I thought she died. No, no, that was me first wife. Your second wife had the mills. You got married? Yeah, I've been married for four years, love. No way, I never do that. She's very jealous and angry. But watch out, here she comes, she might hit you. Heather Mills, are you on pills? You're not that hot. It's 102 at 560 WQAM. Do I sound a little nasal today? A little bit, but it's fine. Oh. Well, it's not fine. i got to get rid of the allergy thing. I'm sure that's what it is. Just that's fine. Change of season, man. Anyway, getting back to this, if your child is born tomorrow on 666, here's the uh, checklist for Christian mothers. Is my child a devil's son? One, ladies, keep your legs crossed until after midnight. A true Christian lady always keeps her knees together, and June 6th is no time to stop. As your demon child willfully pushes and kicks, causing your lady hole to dilate to the size of a drainage pipe, keep your knees locked together at all times. <laughs> what was that? God, I think Joyce is going to be over there in a half an hour. This will give your demanding child a wonderful early lesson that he can't always have his way. To underscore this valuable disciplinary message as the devil child flops around, trying to claw its way out to the human world to do Lucifer's bidding, continue to warble in a loud voice, La, 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 I can't feel you. Two. Oh, it gets better. Oh, God. If at all possible, have your Baptist doctor induce the child to be born earlier. I need a call. Well, it's getting kind of late. The most reliable method known to creation science is to get a mother to go instantly into labor, jump in front of her when she least expects it, and scare the dickens out of her. If this doesn't prove scary enough, read the Bible to her. Otherwise, FedEx a love processing gift of two grand to Landover Baptist Church, Freehold, Iowa. As soon as your check clears, we'll send you information on how to perform a creation birth reduction. You know, we got a method for scaring the women, according to that story there. Yeah. Let me scare you before you scare the hell out of me. Paul will do it. He would do it. Reduction will cause the mother to give birth two or three days out from her expected due date. If you have a weak stomach, allergies to dried locusts, and cannot drink human urine, the reduction is not for you. Three, the 666 date cannot be avoided. If, if it can't be avoided, make sure the child is kept in a chicken cage on the hospital floor and that there are at least two full-grown hogs within four feet of the cage at all times. As a Bible-believing Christian, you know that demons and pigs act like the two sides of Velcro when they're around each other, so keeping them by your newborn side acts as a godly safety net. If one of the hogs starts grinning and snorting, prancing about, or just plain acting full of the devil's business by emptying its bowels all over the hospital floor, get it out to a lake and drown it as soon as humanly possible. And you don't have to be a Christ-killing Jew to know this. Goodness gracious, don't eat the bacon. Four, 
Make sure you check under your child's testicles for any peculiar markings, for it is not upon the head, as the hellbound Catholics incorrectly believe, and by all other indications be the last ones to be wrong in this regard, but rather hidden in the rough skin on the nape under a newborn's tiny tallywhacker, or slightly inside the anal cavity that one should be looking for any sign of the evil one. Creation scientists observe the so-called taint, the disagreeable area between the genitals and the anus, is where demons are most likely to post messages for each other. 5. Place your child in the care of our creation scientists for a period of 10 days. During this period, they will perform a Bible crawl and conduct creation science experience on your newborn to determine if it needs to be shipped off to the Landover Baptist home for the demonically possessed in North Dakota. The shipping charges and five years of care costs will be billed monthly to the same credit card account you use when you drop off your child with us. Six, you might decide, as many Christian families in need have before you, that it is best just to sell your child to the cause of creation science. Our lab and research center will pay $18 a pound, 17 cents a pound for mixed-race infants, for any child under the age of six months. In making this decision, you can rest assured that you're doing something for the cause of Christendom. Your family will be helping creation scientists better understand Satan's handiwork in early childhood development. This greater understanding will better prepare us in case, God forbid, we'd have to suffer. There is a post-tribulational rapture. If that is ever the case, the more we know about the enemy, the better. And seven, last but not least, buy an enormous full Korean wig that cascades thick locks of hair down your back to your waist. June 6, 2006 is no time for a pregnant woman to be walking around looking like a young boy, lest she be mistaken for a Mia Farrow. Isn't that cute? It's very cute. It's like tomorrow. taint business. Uh, <clears throat> taint what you think it is. Well, speaking of that, so speaking of the long hair, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, everything has got, you know, literary license, and we can't get it. It's, it's just a movie, but the original Omen that was on over the weekend with Gregory Schmeck, you know, he goes through all of this business, and the priest dies, the thing comes down and st- stabs him through the heart, and all these freaky things. And, I mean, at this point, he knows that Damien is the Antichrist. But, no, what does he right. do? As soon as he gets home, and, of course, by this time, his wife, uh, Kathy's already dead, having been tossed out the window and uh, falling through the uh, top of the ambulance by, what's her name, the, uh, the uh, whatever her name was. He goes home, and he, uh, there's Damien sleeping, okay, sound asleep, and he goes and gets his scissors. Now, can you imagine, mm-hmm. you talk about a, 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 straw, a deathly strong sleeper, you know? Right. I mean, how could any kid or any human stay asleep? He's, he's pushing back his hair, and he's cutting and cutting. And there, of course, is the 666. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that, that one takes, it pushes the imagination just a little bit. Unlike, of course, anything else in the movie. But it, it's good. Then they certainly didn't need to remake it. That was really a bad idea, really terrible idea. Yeah, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep remaking everything. Oh, over everything. Because they have no original ideas, right. And all, and all the remakes are proof of that. Just wait till the new Godfather comes out. ought to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. The one starring Pee Wee Herman and uh, Poopy Campo. That's right. Carrot Top is a Sunny Clinton. Carrot Top is a Sunny, yeah. And uh, Don Knotts is uh, is uh, Fredo. Oh, Don <laughs> Knotts is dead, isn't he? I think so. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He just died for Christ's sake. You better get with it. I forgot. It's one thing on, you know, some of these guys that have been dead for a long time. We keep very like Buddy Hackett. Right. 1,125 votes. Buddy Hackett used to be on Mark Merv Griffin all the time, and so was Chris Atkins. Anyway, which of these which of these people or things are you most tired of hearing about? Tom Cruise, two fifty six. Brangelina, two thirty six. Natalie Holloway, the Aruba chick, one ninety nine. Boy, if they ever stop talking about her, Rita Crosby and Nancy Grace, they're both gonna, they're going to have to elope. Maybe they can find Sandy Payton somewhere and they can all share Ann Bishop's body. Illegal Alien seventy one. I hear there was enough to go around for everybody. Illegal Alien seventy one. Ricky Williams seventy one. I hate this poll sixty six. Iraq 58, an American Idol, or wait a minute, yeah, Iraq 58, American Idol 57 has pulled ahead of Shaq, who's only got 47. Shaq! Joyce, 31. The Duke Lacrosse team, 13. They're back together again today, man. They're reinstated. Who cares? 
Britney Spears, 13, and Iran, only 7. So let's look at it this way. The things that they want to hear about, Iran, Britney Spears, the Duke Lacrosse team, and Joyce. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And hate. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Not there, okay. That's it. That's the middle of the call. And as soon as the delay cranks up there, what is that, about 8 minutes? 30 minutes. That's what we really ought to do. In fact, you know something? What we ought to do is to go like on a 45-minute delay. Then we could leave like at 1.15. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? That sounds like a plan to me, huh? I love it. (coughs) And and then let it just all play out and catch up. The next step in the ongoing saga of indecency legislation could happen this Wednesday, June 7th, when the House of Representatives is expected to approve the Senate's version of a bill that would increase fines for decency violations to ten times their current amount. The LA Times reports that President Bush is expected to sign the Broadcast Decency Enforcement Act, which passed in the Senate last month. The unctuous fascist uh, Sam Brownback of Kansas, who sponsored the bill, uh, said on Friday that its passage was a victory for children and families. Right. An anonymous broadcasting executive told the Times that he feared the bill would lead to even further changes behind the scenes in the industry. For example, more delays in all live programming, like our 75-hour delay. Even news and sports broadcasts in case of any possible slip-up. It's already caused a chilling effect, the executive said. It's going to be even more so, because now we're looking at numbers that are really big. The new maximum fine will become 325 grand per violation. The House version of the indecency bill was even stronger with a maximum fine of 500 grand. However, the House chose to go with a Senate bill rather than debate the differences between the two pieces of legislation. The Times reports that the bill will be considered tomorrow and voted on the following day under special rules generally reserved for non-controversial legislation. NAB spokesperson Dennis Wharton gave Reuters the organization's official stance on the bill, saying, In issues related to programming content, NAB believes responsible self-regulation is preferable to government regulation. Oh, what a ballsy uh, statement, Dennis. What a ballsy thing, man. WQAM, hello. QAM. QAM. Yes, sir. What I want to know is uh, you keep playing that thing about the... Uh, the the woman, the bride that took off? Yeah. Would you ever play the, the original that you make fun of? What are you talking about? Uh, the, the thing with the dumb guy, and he wants her to get a slurpee or something. Yeah. You know, I never heard the original, so I... You know, what, what original? What, what are you talking about? What original? Wasn't there ever a original tape that she made to the police or to, to the... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and you wonder why I take a very limited number of phone calls between that guy and the, and the olive oil guy with all the cars oh, in the olive oil. That was gold. What are you talking about? You're right. You're right. I mean, we're not taking a lot of them, but, boy, when we punch one up, man, they are special. That was the best call of the year. That, that was a year. That could have been the best call of the new millennium. Wow. That was special, man. Just like that corn in deliverance, that sure was special. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy came from, maybe he was calling from Aintree. Or Lutz. Wow. Oh, I got a Lutz story. I saw that story. The college students found dead in a balloon? That's right. They were sucking helium and they discovered it, it sucks. Shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't laugh, but I will anyway. What? I'm going to laugh at that story. Well, you got two dead college students in here laughing about it. Because they're stupid. Well, we didn't, uh, let's see, Jason Ackerman and Sarah Reidman, both 21. We didn't see what they looked like. You might That's not right. be laughing. If they were cute, you wouldn't be laughing. You're right. I'll wait. If they were ugly, you'd go like, like that. Well, that's just the way we are. You know, it's, a human, it's just human nature. We always sympathize. We always empathize. We, not empathize, but we feel very strongly in favor of the really hot-looking people. The ugly people, eh, you know. So, of course, uh, you know, what are people thinking about us? Eh. Right. That's the way it goes. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker and you like to kick back with a good premium stogie, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. 
Bahia Gold, a flagship line. It's a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 rating by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also try the Bahia Deseo, the hottest-release cigar in the last 10 months that gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. A big, powerful cigar, man, a gut blaster with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. To get you 40% off on all Bahia cigars, be sure and tell them that old, that ancient Neil Rogers told you to call. Like I said, you'll save almost half off, 40% off on all the price of Bahia cigars. Call them at that toll-free number, 1-800-35-BAHIA. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. This is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. He was trapped in ice, lived in a glass box, and spent nine days underwater. Now, master illusionist David Blaine faces his greatest challenge ever. Come on, man. I, I got to get in there. It's David Blaine on the can. Trapped, alone, in the claustrophobic confines of the downstairs half bath near the laundry room. Dave, I really need to get in there, man. David Blaine on the can. With only a glass of Metamucil, a nearly empty roll of Charmin, and a five-month-old Sports Illustrated. Dave, Dave, come on, dude. I so need to get in there. Don't miss the exciting conclusion of David Blaine on the can when David finally emerges from his fortress of fecal matter. All yours, man. Uh, you know, come to think of it, I don't have to go that bad. See you later. David Blaine on the can. This time around, he's making other people hold their breath. And here I thought that that was reserved for Batman and Robin, the Fortress of Fecal Matter. Right. Goes to show you. Lots of Superman, yeah. 118 at 560 WQM. we got Kimba Bocamper coming up at 2. And then, of course, we got Mad Dog 4 to 7 this afternoon. Three solid hours. Because oh! the Marlins are on the West Coast playing the Giants and Barry Bonds. Geldy, 7 to 9, 4 tonight. Oh! Uh, while everybody's watching the hockey game. And the Marlins at the Giants. Pre-game 940, game time 1015 will be. I'm sure that Josh is going to be glued to his TV set watching Edmonton and uh, Carolina. No, I don't think so. Neither will I. I, I just I have no interest. I, I couldn't name you a player on each team. Yeah, you could. Carolina. Got me, buddy. My hockey buddy. Come on. The wizard. Yeah, the wizard. Ray Whitney? Yeah. Okay. Told you. There you go. Is there anybody that, like like world-renowned I would know on either of those two teams? No. No? Okay. Chris Pronger. Who? Um, Don't smell I mean, no, not world-renowned. I mean, like, uh, Needle Nose Gretzky ain't playing on there no more for Edmonton or Mark Messier. You, even if they were world-renowned, you, you would know Johnny Bauer from Papa Bauer. That's how much you know about hockey. Hey, I know my okay. Florida Panthers from that. Do you? Two yeah, games are I we going to have to go through that again? Oh, my God. <laughs> let's let's not. Let's save the embarrassment Probably factor. It was okay. so exciting the first time. Yeah, it, it was amusing. Oh, well, not as good as some of his spelling gaffes. Yeah, now, getting back to this thing about the indecency bill that they're going to pass on Wednesday and your president's going to sign it and everybody's going to, like, clam up. And I'm not even sure after Wednesday if we're going to be able to say crap again. So let's... Crap, crap. Yeah, let's make up for it now. Crap. Say it several times. I don't times. think we're going to be able to take any past that. No. Uh, only very um, sanitary ones. Uh, so I had a follow-up on it. A column by, what is this from? Oh, CapitalHillBlue.com. It says, here's a laugh. And, of course, I interrupted the uh, segue there because we took that very important call. It's a good thing I did. <coughs> if we'd have missed that call, we'd have missed something oh, really oh, sensational. Oh, oh. So I if I go, we play the original. Yeah. Oh, it, it's coming up. <laughs> okay. 
It's coming up at 2.15 on the Kimba uh, Bowl Camper Show. Here's a laugh. Congress is going to determine what's decent, question mark. The House of Representatives that many call the most corrupt and scandal-ridden in modern history plans to vote next week on whether to adopt the Senate plan to increase fines to $325,000 on television and radio broadcast stations that violate decency standards. Parents, groups, and some lawmakers have pressed for two years for higher fines to discourage broadcasters from raising the level of sexually provocative content or profanity. The call for bigger fines came after pop singer Janet Jackson's breast was briefly flashed during the 2004 Super Bowl halftime entertainment show. Twenty CBS stations were fined a total of 550 grand for that incident. The House plans to begin debating the Senate measure tomorrow and vote on Wednesday, said Kevin Madden, spokesman for House Majority Leader John Boehner, an Ohio Republican and a fascist. The Senate approach would increase fines tenfold from the current level of 32,500 per violation. The House last year passed a stiffer measure that would boost fines to half a million per incident, would require communications regulators to consider revoking the station's license after three violations. However, with relatively few congressional workdays left before the November elections, the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, Representative Joe Barton, recently said he was willing to accept the Senate version of the decency measure. Some conservative groups also have pressed the House to adopt a Senate version of the bill. Federal regulations bar obscene material from being aired and limit broadcast television and radio stations from showing indecent material like sexually explicit scenes and profanity. Indecent content is only allowed between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. when children are less likely to be watching or listening. Damn it. The House version would also make it easier for the FCC, which enforces the decency standards, to find individuals who violate the regulations. Typically, when the Senate and the House have different versions of legislation, a negotiating committee is created to reconcile the bills, which can be time-consuming. Oh, I just farted. The alternative is for one chamber to consider passing the other's legislation. Dennis Wharton, spoken for the NAB, said, well, you know what he said. Well, we got that. Namby Pamby, wimpy, wimpy response, just exactly what you expect from the National Association of Wimpy Broadcasters. <laughs> like this. That's it. I think it's appropriate we got him on the air. That's the sound of a broadcast, broadcast company striking back against excessive uh, hysterical regulation. And, of course, this company, man. We, we've taken the FCC and multiplied times 100 because we got that bitch Joyce over there. You can't do this, and you can't play those fart sounds. Yeah. And then we got the new fearless leader who came in there and, like, uh, you know, talked talk to a good game for about five minutes. And then as soon as just Joyce came in there and cut off his left testicle and held a knife high in the air, threatening to cut off left. Oh, yeah, well, Joyce is this, and, yeah. Right. And Clarence says that. Of course, Clarence was devolved a long time ago, so kind of a moot point, wouldn't you say? I sure hope you don't see him these days. Isn't he uh, uh, dark He's in that He's still on vacation, I reckon. Really? Still in Vegas? I, I guess. Or maybe he just ain't coming back. Oh, oh. Lutz, Florida. George saw this story and he thought it was very oh, funny. Oh, boy. It's not funny. I don't it's, know what they look like, though. Evolution at work. Lutz. Well, what do you expect in Lutz? Rocket that, scientists? I expect that. That story. Two right college students were found dead. Inside a large deflated helium balloon after apparently pulling it down and crawling inside it, officials said. Why would you want to crawl inside a helium balloon, man? So that you could make your voice sound like that all the time without having to take successive well, hits off of the balloon. He does it without the helium. Not everyone has that talented. No. Oh. The deaths of Jason Ackerman and Sarah Rydman, both 21, appear to be accidental, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Major Bob Schrader said. Their bodies were found Saturday partially inside a deflated helium balloon at the entrance of a condo complex a few miles north of Tampa in Lutz. The 8-foot diameter balloon was used to advertise the complex. It was more of a fun thing they thought they were doing, said Linda Rodman, whose daughter was found dead. You know how you blow up the balloon and suck the helium? Well, that experience really sucked. The county medical examiner said yesterday the cause of death won't be released for six weeks until toxicology results come back. Inhaling helium can quickly lead to brain damage and death. 
from lack of oxygen, according to the Compressed Gas Association, which developed safety standards in the gas industry. The Compressed Gas Association. Like I bet you Joyce is a member of that group. Because she sure compressed our gas on the air. No more gas from anybody's ass going to make it on these airwaves, as long as that Joyce bitch is in charge. And she will be. Joyce bitch? Isn't that her name? She will be, because she's the one calling all the shots. And the other one, beep, boop, boop, hey, how's everything going? I will not be uh, confabulating with that character again. I have cut the cord. There's nothing in my contract that says I have to talk to either Clarence or Clarabelle or anybody who begins with a CL. I, none of these people. Just showing up every day that we're supposed to show up, do a fine job, and then just hope for the best. That's all we can do. Because these people have basically, uh, oh, my God. I, I would say they've, they've taken out the white flag of surrender and waved it. I don't think they'd know how, where to find it or where to wave it. You know, if you, them. if you ask me. Maybe it was white once upon a time. They have be a little stained at this point. 1,149 votes on that poll. We're going to go over 1,200, I think. We're pretty damn close to it. Aren't you proud? On, a, on the 5th of June, no less, on a very, I mean, most people, aren't they out of town already? A whole lot of yeah. them are, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The minute the kids got out of school, they grab up the kids and they get the hell out of that place. And I don't blame them. Hurricane season. Don't get nervous, but it's hurricane season. Oh, my God. Because I'm getting spy reports that the media there are hyperventilating like crazy. Well, speaking of 666, I don't have time for this right now after the break. You see the story from Hell, Michigan? No. Well, they're going to have a wild time there tomorrow in Hell, Michigan. You know, I, I've always known that, oh, I see, 60 miles west of Detroit. Huh. Must be west of, west of Northville Downs. And blue, and uh, what's the other places? Oh, gee, I can't believe I can't think of all those. There was like a whole bunch of them you'd go through on the way from like uh, Kalamazoo to Detroit, I-94. And I can't think of a single one of them. Boy, the passage of time is so bad, you yeah? know? Northville, though, I remember. You want to know I remember that one? Why? Racetrack. Northville. Down. Well, why didn't you say it? Pretend that you know something. Okay. Here comes Terry Buter on the outside, whipping and slashing. And there's Clarence Ayotte down there along the rail, getting lost in a two-horse race. Hey, Clarence, Coyote. Coyote Ayotte. That's what I'm going to do, I think, from now until uh, the end of my day. I'm just going to read harness like names. Obscure harness names. Yeah, Ray Stein, here. right. How about uh, Justin Stein, the jockey at Woodbine, 19-year-old apprentice jockey? What about him? Huh? And whatever happened to that great 19-year-old driver up there at uh, uh, Harrington Downs that got in that bad accident when Hal Belote got killed? What the hell's his name? I forgot. Brandon Givens. Yule Givens? No, Brandon Givens. And I saw his picture on the uh, web that one day, and I thought to myself, if Brandon's given, I'm uh, taken. That was kind of cute. That was sad. And then he got broke his leg or something, that accident. Heal up fast, sweetheart. 27 past 1 at 560 WQMA. Harold Fisher and Sandy Fisher. Let's go through the whole list, man. What do you say? Ray Crunk? You think you could fit Ray Crunk in your trunk? <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about a great place. <laughs> I doubt it. He was a big guy. Well, he was... Brandy's in Pompano Beach is where to take your tootsies, man. Take good care of your feet, because once your feet are uh, in bad shape, your whole body's off tourists. Brandy's carries all the top names. I don't know why anybody would want to shop for shoes anyplace else, because as always, their deals are unbeatable. Brandy's is all the big names that you know and love, like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, all the other big names in all sizes for men and women. Even they have wide widths and hard-to-find sizes at Brandy's. It's the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. When you see the selection and value you get at Brandy's, you'll understand why I've raved about how great they are for years. And you want to know why? Because they're unbeatable. Go see our good friend Arnie. He'll make sure you get the right-fitting shoes for your feet, always at the right price. And the only thing they sell at Brandy's is shoes. They don't sell pop-up toasters. They don't sell iPods. They don't sell anything besides shoes. So whatever you got, you know they got it in whatever you want. They have it for you. So you don't have to worry about size, selection, service, or price when you shop at Brandy Shoes, 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, right between Atlantic and Copas on the east side. Can't miss it. Brandy's open every day of the week, Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And this week, it's a great week to shop for Father's Day at Brandy's. Get something great for your father. 
Save up to 40 bucks a pair on men's rock port floor shine and new balance and get a free gift with your purchase, too. What's not to like? So be sure to get into Brandy's and do your shoe shopping for Dad and yourself this week or do it online at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. Yes. This is 560 QAM. You get a lot of it. Right. With Neil Rogers on Sports Hole Radio, WQAM. You have it. Sports Hole Radio, 560 WQAM. Your headquarters for taped interviews with dumbass criminal athletes. The station to turn to for sport hole sweepers, followed by a mushmouth dumbass. Sound like anyone you know? And if you think they're unintelligible just because of the phone. One Note Charlie Radio. I'm a One Note Charlie. 560WQAM. Catering to a demographic of undereducated degenerate gamblers loyal to wealthy closet gay Republicans who still live with their mother and are too cheap to buy anything anyway. I, uh, I like your bag. You do? Yeah. Oh. Hey, what a game last night, huh? Yeah. You hear that interview on WQAM? He said... Sport Hole Radio. Is it any wonder why we're going out of business? No, it's not. 26 till 2. Here's one of the great faxes of all time, right on the heels of one of the great calls we had this hour. From my good buddy Dick Feinberg at Pompano Park, he says, Keep talking about the harness drivers and make sure to talk more about Harold and Sandy Fisher. I don't think we want to talk any more about Sandy Fisher, Dick. But nevertheless, we already had that conversation at the track. Oh, yeah, I know my obscure driver's man. In fact, probably he would uh, have a nervous breakdown if I started in with the uh, Del Mangies and uh, Buddy B- Bobby Bomar and all the... Buddy Bomar was a bowler. All the, po- the Batavian um, Buffalo Raceway people. I wonder if the ghost of Max Robinson is hovering over Dick Feinberg right now. The dulcet tones of Max Robinson at Buffalo Raceway in Hamburg, New York. One of the great things about going to that track in the summertime, because the county fair was also there on the grounds, you know, mm-hmm. and it would be the chickens and the ducks and the geese and stuff like that. That's Buffalo for you, man. That's Buffalo. And I'll tell you, it's really uh, desperate when you know the uh, kids and the grandkids of the drivers that you remember are driving now, and it tells you you're really old. It's kind of like uh, that uh, thing with, what's his name? See? What's his name? Rambo. Oh. Sly. Flat alone. Anyway, here's that story about 666. I was thinking about the Vic Fleming trot just this morning when I was in the shower. I think Joe Lighthill won the race. Hell, Michigan. See, that's where it was, at Livonia, at the DRC, Wolverine Harness Raceway. With uh, Here comes Joe Lighthill on the outside, the tipper. Hell, Michigan. They're planning a hot time in hell tomorrow. The date bears the date of 6606, or abbreviated as 666. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A number that carries hellish significance. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they were racing tomorrow night, which they're not at Pompano Park. Miriam Tolan might win a race on 666, but I doubt it. And there's not a snowball chance in hell that the day will go unnoticed in the unincorporated hamlet 60 miles west of Detroit. In fact, if they had racing on 666, Donald Brainerd and Miriam Tolan would win all the races. Then you'd know there was something really strange going on. Nobody's more fired up than John Cologne, the town's self-styled mayor and owner of a souvenir shop. I've got 666 t-shirts and mugs. I'm only ordering 666 of the items, so once they're gone, that's it, said Cologne. Isn't that clever? Cute. Also known as Odom Plenty. 
That's his nickname, Odum Pl- O-D-U-M, Odum Plenty. Isn't that cute? That is cute. That's in hell. Everyone who comes will get a letter of authenticity saying you celebrated June 6, 2006 in hell. I got news for you. If you were anywhere near Detroit tomorrow, you'd be in hell. Make no mistake about it. Most of Cologne's wares will sell for $6.66, including deeds to one square inch of hell. Oh, wouldn't you like to have that? All right. Of course, we don't need the deed because we're already in it. We work at 2 a.m. i got reservations. Live entertainment and costume contest are planned. The gates of hell should be installed at a children's play area in time for the festivities. They're eight feet tall and five foot wide, and each gate looks like flames. And when they're closed, it's a devil's head, Cologne told the Detroit News for a story this weekend. Mike Smitty Hickey, owner of the Dam Side Inn, wasn't sure what kind of clientele would show up tomorrow. We're all about having fun here, he said. I don't think we're going to get the cult crowd, the devil worshippers, or anything like that. His bar signature concoction is the Bloody Devil, a variant of the Bloody Mary. Cologne, meanwhile, has been in touch with radio stations as far away as San Diego and Seattle that are raffling off trips to hell in honor of 666. Isn't that great? That is great. Oh, my God. In fact, there are a few of our listeners we'd love to send to hell. I'll take a trip out to hell. Would you? Yeah. Go to Michigan? You don't want to be too close to Detroit. No? No. Trust me when I tell you. The 666 revelry is one of the latest chapters in the town's storied history of publicity stunts, said Jason Latef, one of its 72-year-round, uh, 72-year-round residents, or as the mayor calls them, hellions or hellbillies. But Latef wasn't especially enthused. 72-year-round residents. What a town, huh? <coughs> now here I am living in hell, taking my kids to church and trying to teach them the right things, and the town where we live is having a 666 party, he said. According to the town's semi-official website, there are two leading theories about how hell got its name, the town that is. The first one holds that a pair of German travelers stepped out of a stagecoach one Sunday afternoon in the 1830s, and one son said to the other, So schön a hell, roughly translated, so bright and beautiful. Their comments were overheard by some locals, and the name stuck. So schön a hell. And you could hear Wayne Newton singing, Danke schön, Danke schön, in a very high register in the background. The second holds that George Reeves was asked after Michigan gained statehood, <coughs> what he thought of the town that he helped settle, what it should be called, reportedly uh, replied, I don't care, you can name it hell if you want to. That's not George Reeves, the Superman. That was the little before him. The name became official October 13, 1841. Not George Reeves, that <laughs> supposedly committed suicide. You know, maybe George Reeves was checking whether he really was Superman after all. That's maybe he put story, that bullet right? in his head and thought, I'm Superman. This ain't going to bother me none and get, oops, surprised. It's like those kids sucking helium there in loots. Yeah, they suck. A lot of stupid people doing a lot of stupid things, and guess what? A lot of them end up dead. That's bad. It's really bad. Kind of a rough year for Brad Kramer so far, by the way. A lot of clown routines out there, Brad. Come on, get on the rail and cut the crap. I'm just mentioning that for all my for my buddy Wally Hennessy. Hey, uh, Wally, how's it going, eh? All my good pals, Mickey McNichol. They even named a street in Detroit after him. That was after the 500th time that Mickey came in fourth in the uh, Super. 20 before 2 at 560 WQAM. I've been telling you for years to call 1-800-MATTRESS whenever you need a bed. They can deliver it within a two-hour window. You have knowledgeable bedding consultants and much more. If you thought dialing 1-800-MATTRESS on the phone was easy, check out their website, mattress.com, man. It's a piece of cake. Shop on the web anytime, day or night, whenever the mood strikes you, with product details, prices, and photos. You can check out online or call to place your order and schedule delivery. Get factory direct prices lower than those so-called uh, big sales they have at the chain stores, uh, plus 12-month financing, too. Dial a mattress has the complete line of all the top names in the mattress business. Sealy, Serta, King Coil, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Foster. Hewitt. 
When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll get low prices on the best brands. And Dollar Mattress continues to be ranked number one in customer satisfaction, as they have been for years. And all the folks at QM, including yours, truly love the service they've gotten, and you will, too. It's a guaranteed no-brainer. So call them toll-free. In fact, if you call them right now, you can be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Kelly Shepard. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-Q-A-M. The Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. In theaters now, from the director of the Da Vinci Code, it's The Bush Code. You send mixed messages. Cannot understand. There's an ingenious code locked into President Bush's rambling speeches. How is our children learning? What are you talking about? When deciphered. Fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. You can't get fooled again. Reveals a message that actually makes sense. I had a little too much to drink. Beer, <laughs> Jack Daniels, and uh, absolute. And I'm sick. That is a problem. The Bush Code. Witness the biggest cover-up in human history. I'm here to discuss our strategy. Without knowing the facts, then again, I don't have a lot of intelligence. Well, look at this. Uh, CNN's taking a poll today on their website. Is a constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage needed? They have 91,110 votes, just a few more than we got in our poll. And uh, so far, 67% say no, 60, uh, almost 62,000, and 29,000 say yes. So two-thirds say no. We need this like a, as they say in uh, Ethiopia, uh, Lochenkop. What right. is Ethiopia now? What do they call that? Uh, Ethiopia. It is? As far as I know. We still have an Ethiopia? Come on, get out of here. When's the last time you heard about Haley Selassie anyway? Who? What do we got? They got 91,000 votes. We got 1,176. That's not too bad. Not too shabby. huh? Well, right. coming up any second now, and I'm not going to put a second of it on the air because he's a real dodo bird. This is, this is what the Farbison right-wing Goyim of Republicans, this is all they can come up with again, is stirring up the hate. Oh, we've got to go back. That's all they got they, in their bag of tricks, other than fixing elections, of course. Oh, and speaking of that, Evelyn Pringle, boy, you can't eat only one, writes a column. Well, where is this in? It's on Smir Smirkling Chimp. But where is this originally in? On her own website. But at any rate, she writes this, Bush, the most hated president ever, stole both elections. And by the way, that Bobby Kennedy Jr. article from Rolling Stone is everywhere. Everybody and their brothers on it. The latest polls say Americans now dislike Bush more than any other president, including even Tricky Dick. It only took the public five and a half years to see through him. That said, I wonder how long it will take people to accept the news that Bush never won either election and that the country is in such a mess it will take 50 years to get it back to how it was when Bush took office. According to Robert Kennedy Jr.'s article in the June issue of Rolling Stone, Republicans derided anyone who expressed doubts about Bush's victory as nutcases in tinfoil hats. Well, Republicans can call me whatever they like because this nutcase is finally going to weigh in on the subject. Bush needed Ohio. He couldn't win the election without Ohio, and he knew it. So just as you might expect with the Bush gang, voter fraud was rampant in Ohio, described as this critical battleground state of Prince Bush's victory on the Electoral College by Mr. Kennedy. Uh. I can certainly verify that allegation, writes Evelyn. I lived in Ohio at the time, and I went to vote plenty early before going to work and was there when the polls were supposed to open at 6.30 a.m. I ended up standing out in the rain for an hour and 45 minutes. When I got inside, voters had to track people down to explain what room or voting machine to go to, to find a good machine. I lived in a Detroit precinct, by the way, but it was worse than that in other Democratic precincts in other parts of the state. Some people ended up standing in line for up to 12 hours. Did I say Detroit? A Democratic precinct. Did I say Detroit? I don't know. But only those people who could miss work and go without pay for a whole day and not get fired up for not showing up. And as we all know, those people who couldn't wait in line were certainly not Republicans. I had never seen anything like it in my life, she says. I knew Bush stole the election by the time the polls closed in Ohio. I knew it because in working for a major media outlet by late afternoon, I knew that all the exit polls had Kerry winning. 
But by the time I left work to go home, the news channels were saying all the exit polls are wrong. Oh, yeah, right, all the exit polls are wrong. Don't people realize how impossible that would be? I proceeded home to watch the returns, and I for sure knew that Bush stole the election. The minute the news program showed him sitting with his family, pretending to be all apprehensive when his face and body language told me he somehow knew there were no ifs about it. His second term was in the bag. In the bag, kind of like Patrick Kennedy, in the bag. <laughs> After that, I went to bed knowing that the damn thief had done it again. It's worth noting here that there were no problems with the Republicans voting, no waiting in line for hours or anything else. Check it out on the Internet by reviewing the news articles in, the Ohio, in Ohio at the time. All went well in their neighborhoods. In a nutshell, the Bush gang expects us to believe that all the screw-ups in Ohio and elsewhere just happened to weigh against Kerry. Check this out. A Republican precinct in a church, no less, in Miami County, Ohio, recorded a 98% turnout, while the Democratic polling center in inner-city Cleveland recorded only a 7% turnout. And the Republicans really pulled a fast one in Warren County when GOP election officials fabricated a non-existent terrorist threat to bar the media from monitoring the vote count. But there were shenanigans going on everywhere. And what Mr. Kennedy describes to be the single most astounding fact in the election, one in every four Ohio citizens who registered to vote in 2004 showed up at the polls only to discover they weren't listed on the rolls thanks to GOP efforts to stem the unprecedented flood of Democrats eager to cast ballots. Before the election, the New York Times analysis found that new registrations in Democratic strongholds were up 250% compared to only 25% in strong Republican counties. And top that off with the outright fraud that shows that upwards of 80,000 votes for Kerry in one county were counted for Bush instead. That alone is a swing of more than 160,000 votes, said Mr. Kennedy, enough to put John Kerry in the White House. A few comments of the exit polls from Rolling Stone article give a clear picture of this impossibility of Bush winning and all the polls being wrong. On the evening of the vote, Mr. Kennedy says, reporters at each of the major networks were briefed by pollsters at 7.54 p.m. Kerry, they were told, had an insurmountable lead and would win by at least 309 electoral votes to Bush's 174, with 55 too close to call. In London, Mr. Kennedy says, Prime Minister Tony Blair went to bed contemplating his relationship with Mr. Kerry. As the last polling stations closed on the West Coast, exit polls showed Kerry ahead in 10 of 11 battleground states, including commanding leads in Ohio and Florida, and winning by a million and a half votes nationally. The exit polls, he explains, even showed Kerry breathing down Bush's neck in supposed GOP strongholds like Virginia and North Carolina. Against all these odds, experts say, the statistical likelihood of Bush winning was less than one chance in 450,000. According to the father of modern polling, Lou Harris, Ohio was as dirty an election as America has ever seen. You look at the turnout and votes in individual precincts, he told Kennedy, compared to the historic patterns in those counties, and you can tell where the discrepancies are. They stand out like a sore thumb, he said. And let me tell you that it did stand out, but the mainstream media refused to hold a sore thumb up for the public to see. So how did the Republicans explain this little matter? They said that Republicans were more uh, reluctant than Democrats to talk to the pollster when they went to vote. Keith Olbermann was the only news person giving the election fraud story the attention that it deserved. See, there's my boy Keith. While the mainstream press was in its usual uh, asleep at the wheel mode, just as it has been since Bush took office. And due to the press not broadcasting the truth, the public apparently bought that ridiculous line, just like people bought the lies about weapons of mass destruction and the yellow cake uranium nuclear threat that they were spoon-fed by the press. The Bush gang could not have pulled off half the stunts they've gotten away with since 99 had the people in the mainstream media been doing their job. And I would say... Absolutely correct. Evelyn. <coughs> right? Right, but they were bought off a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Bought off and intimidated. Bought, not bought off. See what happened bought. to Dan Rather. Don't see him no more. Oh, there's your buddy on there. In our free society? Yeah, it used to be. I remember those days, not that long ago. 1,190 votes. We're going to make it to 1,200 if it's the last damn thing we do during the show. we got nine minutes, ten more votes. In fact, if I refresh it, I bet we got like 1,194, like I said. How do you like that? 
Mm-hmm. I bet you even Kim Camper is impressed. Takes a lot to impress a big guy like that. Don't forget, he's got to be playing the original Runaway Bride tape between two and four. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Hi, Luis Miguel. Play it, baby. I've been to Iraq nine times in the last three years. I've seen bombs and blood. I've seen death and democracy. I've seen a lot. But what have I heard? That's easy. Lionel Richie. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof, blow up someone. You don't need to shoot any guns. Get up there and plant bombs. Plant bombs, plant bombs. Hide the mines out there in the streets. They better watch where they put their feet. We're going to, to party while we dig and hide those and listen to those lion bell tunes all night long, all night, 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 Torn apart by sectarian divisions, the one thing Sunnis and Shiites share is a complete and utter devotion to Lionel Richie. They are a united legion for Lionel. Absolutely. Absolutely. As if you haven't noticed that before. I spent my best time driving down some lyrics. Put them all together so they rhyme. Something easy to like a protest anthem But I haven't got nothing like that in about 30 years Southern land in August in Ohio I wrote my share of songs years ago Pushed out Five ninety nine a pound. That would make me sad. Bitchy Bush sucks. 
Okay, that, that's good enough. What about Nick Salvi, man? How about him? Can't forget uh, Nick Salvi and the Consigliere, huh? Who? 1,207 votes. I told her we'd make that 1,200. Not like a piece of cake. Like sliding off a log, man. Like falling off the edge of a cliff. Kind of like uh, we are at QAM here. Anyway, we got Kim Camper coming up next. He'll be really... Yeah. We want to apologize, by the way, that we took four hours out of your the heart of your day and really didn't get too uh, yeah. intensive. We'll save that for the sports. Don't they'll make up for it. Oh, believe you me. Trust me. Mad Dog 4 to 7 and Geldy. Oh. 7 o'clock tonight. Bye, bye, bye.